0: From downtown, this is Tim Kitcher from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main
1: Podcast. Boom Shakalaka!
2: This week on Nintendo Main, we have an interview with Simron from Ottoman Empire, and also, what's going on with the Super Mario Brothers rumor?
0: Not only did I fail Ring Fit, I failed myself.
2: The NES got bricked. <laughs> Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 228. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Big Ape Johnson.
0: I'm Jeremy DK on DK Action, Mikowski.
2: And I'm John Nitter. <laughs> I could have been Gray Donkey Kong also. That was another idea that I had for that. <laughs> yeah, we, we're here bringing you another show about Nintendo from Nintendo fans like yourself. We have an interview with the developer of The Otterman Empire. So first off, let's go to that. <laughs> So we have uh, Simran Whittam here, who is or what one of, one of the directors of Otterman Empire here on the show. How's it going, man?
3: I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for having me here tonight. It's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah no thanks problem. Being nice.
2: Yeah, thanks thanks for thanks for coming on here. Um so yeah, Otterman Empire, it's a it's a new game, it just released on Switch uh, a week or a week or two ago. I have to ask, uh, why otters?
4: Right,
3: so we were basically a bunch of university students and friends at the time, and we were sat at a pizza jar eating a chicken waffle pizza, and we'd just finished watching a documentary about Otters, directed by David Attenborough, and we basically said, should we just make Splatoon sort of like Mario Kart, but add otters with space, and jetpacks, and then we said, let's just call it the Ottoman Empire. Cool, that was a oh, wow. It was basically a pun that went too far.
2: Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wonder i wondered if it was um if if the it was the main inspiration was from splatoon or if it was from uh from older games i i actually got a lot of uh like ratchet and clank vibe from it and uh yeah. somewhat like um earthworm jim like some of the different characters that were in there reminded me of the uh of like of the some of the guys from the from the old earthworm jim cartoon and, and super nintendo game especially like the um the one character that is the that it's like the fish with the body, you know, with the, with the robot body. Yeah,
3: we get that comparison quite a lot. Some of those were actually very early inspirations. Um, our three main inspirations was between Mario Kart and Goldeneye because as a developer, we're huge on social gaming and we wanted to capture that whole split screen, sitting down with your friends, social element of gaming. We, we all sit together, create a shared gaming experience and create memories together. So Goldeneye, And Splatoon were kind of like the two main inspirations. Ratchet and Clank was actually an inspiration from an art perspective more than anything. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, like Ratchet and Clank, um, Sly Cooper, like uh, Jack and Daxter, like those type of games, kind of the way the design of the characters reminded me of that.
0: uh, What am I thinking of, the Rare game, why am I blanking on the name of it now? It was the one where you were shooting bugs. Oh, oh, oh Podjams. P- 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 Gemini. Gemini. Gemini, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of that.
3: That's kind of the vibe I got from it.
0: That's cool. I'll take that as a compliment.
1: That, that's amazing
3: <laughs> <to> compared <laughs> to that. Oh, thank, you very, thank you very much. That's made my
0: day.
2: How how long has this game in, been in development for? It has been in development for, for the last three years, and
3: we rebuilt the game twice, and it has survived two studios collapsing on top of us, so it's had quite an interesting development to say the least, but oh. it's a it's reached its end of its three-year journey from learn now.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the publisher is uh, TriHeart Incorporated, right?
3: Yes. So we developed and self-published it all on ourselves.
2: Oh, okay.
1: It's completely gotcha. solo. Was we it... all played it on Switch. Obviously, is it available on other platforms too, or is it yes. yes. So the
3: game is available on Xbox One and
1: Steam, as well
3: as alongside the Nintendo Switch. Cool.
2: Okay. Did was was did you have any trouble like getting it to the eShop, like with Nintendo and all that, or is it pretty simple?
3: Um, the process is because we was because obviously this is our first game. The process was very new to us, but now that we understand the process, getting it onto the eShop won't be as difficult as it was at the time because we were kind of becoming familiar with the technical requirements to submit into Nintendo, passing the check systems. What Nintendo specifically looked for because they want the best quality products on their eShop, sure. of course, and obviously they have a very strict criteria that you've got to meet. So. It was just for us becoming familiar with that criteria, and what we had to kind of do as developers to make sure the product was as good as it could to Pass yeah. all those checks to get on. But yeah. so it's quite straightforward now that we know it. Kind of like anything hard, really. Once you know it,
1: once you do it once, it's kind of easier.
2: For sure. Does to yeah. have
1: a really like hands-on process, or like is there some like a contact at Nintendo that you have yes, to kind so of, like, go back and forth with?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm under a bit of NDA, so I've got kind of a words. Shit.
1: But you get assigned a basically
3: a representative from Nintendo. And um, if you're a Western developer, then you'll be assigned someone from Nintendo Germany. And if you're an Eastern developer, then you'll be assigned somewhere, someone from Nintendo Japan. And then you work with that individual through what's called a lot check system. And you basically submit your game to that those checks. And if you basically tick all Nintendo's criteria, then they'll say, yep, yeah, you're good to go. Uh, let's negotiate a release date. Have you got an idea? And that's a very very watered down version of of how the process works, but um, obviously for us it was kind of finding our feet and figuring out how, what they look for and what they specifically wanted from us as developers to make sure that it could be the best product. But Nintendo were fantastic to work with, and we look forward to the next game going on the console as well. Have you guys? I
0: think the the aesthetic of this game definitely fits uh, the Nintendo vibe. Oh. I think.
3: Oh, thank you very much, man. Switch was actually our primary platform from the minute get-go when we first came up with the initial concept, but we always designed it to be a Switch game. So to hear the Nintendo community have really been enjoying it really warms our hearts. Mm.
1: So, and you've been in development for three years, that means you came up with it just as the Switch was coming out, basically.
3: Yeah, the Switch was literally a brand new thing released the very year we came up with the idea of it, and that was just when we said, right, we need to get on this platform as quick as possible, because... The Switch has just become a powerhouse, and it's a fantastic thing for indie developers to get on. I actually advise any indie developer who's looking to get on within the game scene just to get your game on Switch. It's it's the place to be at the moment. It's the powerhouse to get your games onto.
2: Yeah, it seems like the perfect place to to play uh, indie games because, especially since a lot of them aren't like necessarily like overly too too graphically intensive, so they can run pretty well on the system. So. That's, I feel like it's been a great spot for people. And, yeah, people seem to be buying a lot of stuff on there from, from what I've heard. So it's, it's, it's great.
3: Oh, it's fantastic for DevOps. Just for the publicity side of it alone, with the Nintendo Switch being such a new console, and you can get on it within that first five-year period. It does wonders for a game developer's portfolio. And just when they're speaking to publishers and pitching to people, or just, let's say, just generally good and generally just to get on the first five years of that system's existence, effectively,
2: yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you guys were able to get on there.
3: Thank you
1: very much. Yeah, and, and so this is the team's first game, is that correct?
3: Uh, so it's sort of our first game. We did a little small indie Steam only title where we did a co-development code project with another UK indie studio called Prospect Games called Terror Worm. So, but that was a pro de- co-development code project. This was our first full, fully developed, in-house project. Our main project. Congrats on getting it done. Yeah, um, thank you. Know, you. Like Thank you very much. A task in and of itself. Yeah, um, we were a bunch of kids who thought, "Let's make a Splatoony Overwatch Mario Kart online shooter and mm-hmm. make it make it this big thing." And that is a very tall order, especially. But we stuck it through to the end of it. Took the other two offices trying to kill us, but we got there in the end.
4: Mm.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of, speaking of online, was it? Were you guys originally planning on making it online? I, I was kind of surprised when I got it that it didn't have an online mode.
3: Uh, yeah. We did originally plan for it to be online, obviously. Being an indie developer online, obviously learning about server costs and how to set up a server and how to get that sort of things like replication, uh, making sure that each user sees the exact same thing that the other person sees. These are all very difficult tasks, especially for a new in studio. And this is why you kind of see a lot of indie games struggling to get online up to team. But we are fully dedicated to supporting the Ottoman Empire for the future. And that is something that we are looking essentially to bring to the game as a whole. And obviously, for us, the game being primarily focused on social party games, decides to focus on the local multiplayer at this current moment in time.
2: Mm. Yeah, no. Unfortunately, I wasn't I wasn't able to try out the uh, the multiplayer on it just because of uh, you know <laughs> yeah, so, circumstances. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, that's kind of a
3: thing.
2: Yeah, because of the way. Uh, I mean, you're you guys, you guys are in the UK, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah.
3: Uh, so we fully understand them. For those who are who can't currently play with their friends, the Steam version you can use Steam Remote Play. So that is that is something that's potentially available to people. The oh, okay. Given the current circumstances, so you can play the Steam version altogether through Remote
2: Play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there is um, I'm I play I play through the single player, but you can play that co-op as well, right?
3: Yeah, as I say, social gaming was a big thing for us. The game was designed to be a co-op shared experience, and even the campaign, because we as developers country kind of like co-op campaign has just become something kind of a myth almost in modern gaming today. Yeah, yeah. So we, we wanted to put, we just even what even uh, even the campaign we wanted to basically just be a shared experience.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think it would be a lo- it would be a lot of fun. Like, uh, yeah, which is definitely something I'd play once. Uh, yeah, and, and given the situation that we're at right now, especially in our country, yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't really. I mean, it's just, it's just my wife and I, and she, and she has a hard time playing 3D games. So, so we weren't, we weren't able. I wasn't able to do the multiplayer, but I, I did enjoy the single player.
1: Thank so you very much
2: I'm glad, I'm glad there was, yeah. I'm glad that was in there.
0: I look
1: forward I to the multiplayer. Me too. Yeah, I, I appreciate the aspiration to have a good classic like co-op couch game because that's some of my best memories growing up. And you're right, that's fallen by the wayside. Yeah, exactly. To have an experience there with somebody um, in person, right? Yeah,
3: exactly. What you just said then was our exact thought process when we came up with the game. We, some of our fondest gaming memories were sitting there with our parents or our friends and just getting your friends over after school to come sit down and play a split-screen game with your life. Just things like Fur Fighters, GoldenEye, all these sort of old experiences, and we wanted to kind of bring that back into the modern game space, especially split-screen.
0: Yeah, I-, I, like the, I like the fact that you're all sitting having a pizza together, you know, like when you came up with this, it just kind of goes with the spirit of where you were wanting to take the game.
3: Oh, thank you True. very much, man. It, was, it came from a silly moment, and the, it's a silly game. That was kind of awesome. <laughs> it was a chicken, waffle, syrup pizza, by the way. Shout out to Crazy Chicken, waffle, oh, and and waffle, and yeah. syrup. Chicken,
0: waffle, and syrup. Wow.
3: Dude. I, oh, eat. I that cute little cat in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a couple of them.
0: I would try just about any strange pizza, you know. I'm, I'm willing to give it a try. Chicken and waffle pizza, I'd try it. Yeah, syrup.
2: You can't forget the
3: syrup. The syrup is the best there, though.
2: Who is uh, Which Which of the characters is your favorite character that you've designed for the game? Um,
3: hmm. I want to say it's either Mr. Bubbles the Fish or it's Lyra the Medic, the very, very small otter. Uh, mainly because Lyra is the only otter in the game that has pretty much stayed the exact same since her initial concept art. All the other characters have gone through redesigns, masses of deterioration. She was kind of the first otter to really embody what we all wanted the characters to look like. So I've got a very personal experience with her just because I've been with all these characters through a massive journey, but she's been the one who sort of captured how I wanted all the characters to kind of look from an art perspective from the minute get-go, mm-hmm. and she had virtually no changes. So I'm very close to her. Plus, she's, she's a small CR, and have you ever seen a CR? They are ridiculously adorable. <laughs> <And> that's what, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's why that's why she's
2: my favorite. Well, so, so you guys did some research, uh, like in, in actual... Uh, oh, oh, yeah, outer that, that outer Yeah, that was my job initially.
3: So there are over 13 species of otters, and we basically wanted to make sure we had as many different species in the game as humanely possible. No otter is the same species. So, like, the main one, Astrid, our main heroine, she's a northern sea otter, mainly based in Canada. The giant otter, Geo, with the fish cannon, he's actually based off a species called the giant otter. That is actually what the species is called, based in Brazil, and they're just large carnivore creatures that just rip crocodiles to shreds. (laughs) <laughs> and there are so many different species, and once we started, we realized like we could make some really interesting characters, especially not being cons- confined to realistic rules because the game is spaced in otter space, and we could just go as wacky as we wanted with mm-hmm. the <laughs> different species as possible. And how many games can you see a giant crocodile in a fez?
2: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it it gets to a point where you go beyond otters, like you're saying, like bubbles, like the like the fish in the in the mechanical suit, and yeah, like there's a, there's a crocodile in there as well. And, uh, and various different stuff like that, so
0: or you can wear a shark hat.
2: Yeah, I like. I, I enjoyed like the different, um, the different things that you could unlock and uh, put on your characters. I think I oh, used a uh, Geo for the most part, and I did. And I did use the uh, the other one that you were talking talking about. I, I used those too for the most oh, part. Thank so.
0: you. We, yeah, I we've like
3: you. Really, yeah, we've been really sharp Geo and Noah have seemed to be the fan favorites since launch, and we actually didn't expect that. We always kind of figured Astrid and Bubbles would be the two favorites. Mm-hmm. Geo Geo was done pretty well within the community as well. We, he's been a very, very shocker because he was actually one of the characters we struggled to get right for a very long time. Mm. When you've got things like balancing in video games and especially in a show, you're trying to make all the characters have an even footing with each other. When you've got such a heavy tank class like that, they can be very hard to balance. And he, he was the one we really struggled with at the time. I see the community loving him has been absolutely amazing.
1: I'm wondering, so one big difference between, you know, the N64 GoldenEye era and today is that you are able to have these communities pop up around your game and sort of monitor it and even even help to grow that community. So how's that experience been for you, talking to the community around Ottoman Empire?
3: Oh, it's been absolutely fantastic. for As I say, community was one of my main areas and as I'm one of the community managers for the game as well, alongside our other community managers, Dan Sheridan and Caroline Watson. And... When we first started this project, we had no idea about things like building a community and just how important that actually is for an indie developer to do. So to be able to tap into all these different communities that we didn't know exist, like split screen Reddit communities, the auto communities, the retro gaming community of love, like that golden eye element to it, uh, the fat animal community have absolutely loved it. And it's just been so interesting just to hear all these different perspectives because as I say, we're a community-driven developer for those that don't know about Attractive. We've built this game alongside our community from literally nothing but a blank level. The community have literally seen the game from when it was just a broken character in a blank level and helped us develop it through our events, Manchester Games United. And they come speak to us at these events and we take all that feedback on board. They've helped design the characters. They've helped design the outfits. They've helped design levels. Because that's what we're really keen on—is getting our community involved in the development processes of our games. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Uh,
2: that, sounds, that sounds great, and uh, and I'm sure they've given you a lot of feedback as well. Like as uh, now that it's released and, and such. Right?
3: Oh, absolutely. We love all feedback. We've had so much amazing feedback, suggestions, criticism—all these things that we love hearing because. We like to hit absolutely everything and we're already working on new content and new DLC. DLC I can talk about is new maps and new characters based on the community feedback. We're making massive changes to the usability of the usability of the game, especially on the PC version, which we're working with now. We've already done our first Steam update, Mm -hmm. which has all been, which has all been done based on the community feedback. We've been working just as quick as possible to just put community suggestions within the game and. It's just really we can't we're really excited to show you what's coming. We're listening we listen to absolutely everything. Every article, every comment, every YouTube video. We're listening, I promise you that much.
2: <laughs> I yeah, it was, I did
0: uh, see I did see at the top of the uh, Reddit AMA the other day on uh Switch. Oh, oh yeah,
3: thank you very much. That's been a massive thing because so Reddit, I
0: know you're out there, yeah, you're out there hitting the streets getting the feedback and
3: oh oh yeah. People. We community is the core ethos of Try Hard Interactive. We we but we're all gamers deep down. That's we all love games. That's the reason we're all here now today. And we want to create a game that the community feels like they have an active role in, because this is much their game as it is ours. We may have made it, but it's been shaped by what the community has said to us. So we want them to feel ownership of the product as much as us.
2: Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I was going to ask you if there, if you're adding more characters to it, like if there were any that didn't make the list, or some some people that you know, somebody that maybe you thought about later or, like, just didn't have the time to, like, fully balance it or or whatnot as it was Uh, added to later?
3: So, we are making an entirely new character, which is based entirely off community suggestions, feedback, and once we've started to take some of that and then quantify it, we've come up with a character that we think can really hit what the community is after within the new character, and then there's a new character that we didn't initially get time to finish, which is going and I don't know if any of these news, but each character has their own world. So each of the worlds you visit in the Ottoman Empire belong to a, re- a respective character. And we're also going to be giving those new characters their own world as well. So we are giving new characters and new arenas to go within the game as well. Are,
2: are you thinking? Are, are you guys planning on letting you uh, play for the other side in the game? Like, have you play as the bad guy or any, anything like that? Kind of, sort of like a, sort of like an Octoling expansion type of thing, like like Splatoon did, and play play the other side. Or is that Uh, something you can't talk about? (laughs)
3: uh, I'm going to answer and not answer that question. Uh, At the moment in time, you can actually play as Tico, the main villain in the game. So once you complete the campaign, you can actually unlock him as a playable character within both the split screen and the single player. So for those that don't know, the single player content and characters also carry over into the local
2: split screen. Oh, okay. And
3: um, that's kind of all I can talk about on that at the moment.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah, no, you guys definitely – I've been following I, – I think I, I, I either talked – I talked to you or one of the other people from uh, from the company off of a, a Facebook group was how I originally heard about Ottoman Empire, and I've been following you guys on Twitter for a while. Ah,
3: that was probably me you spoke to then on Facebook. Yeah. I am in, I'm in all the Reddits, all the Twitter groups, all the Facebook that, – that's just me. If any, if you hear some guy just shouting about a game about others, that that's me, generally. It, it was – I'm
2: the like I'm the guy who loves talking to everyone. Okay, yeah, it was on like an IGN. Uh, I think it was on the IGN uh, Nintendo Voice Chat Facebook group. Some posted about uh, Ottoman Empire. Like a, it was, it was a long time ago. Like I've been, I've been following it for some time. But yeah, you oh, you, you. you guys have done really well on Twitter. Like uh, I feel like a. Uh, just, just promoting it, and like your your social media team has done a great job. So,
3: oh, thank you very much, man. I, I'm one of the main handles in social media. so That's a very, very that's very kind of you to say. It's, thank you very much for that. That's really, really appreciated. it. But, it, yeah, like, it all just stems from the community at the end of the day. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry,
2: if you feel free. To oh, yeah, you know, no, go ahead. Oh no,
3: I was to say the reason we're so active on social media is just because it comes back to that thing community. We want you to know what we're up to day in and day out. We do develop daily development updates in our Discord and so, um, Steam page. Because we just want you to follow this journey as much with us. That's why I I make it a big thing to be so active on social media. Even if it's not something very important to talk about, I still want you to know what's going on. Even if we're just sat around writing reports all day, I want you guys to know we're writing reports and why that's relevant to the game at the end of the day. Because it's just very important to me as an individual and just to to the whole ethos of the company to make sure that the community and everyone who's interested in our products knows so that you basically have that active role and basically active knowledge of where the game is at at the moment. We're very honest and we
1: like people to know what's going on. When you're that transparent, you must get a lot of people, especially younger people, I would imagine, coming up and asking, like, you know, how do I get involved in game development and saying that they're inspired by your process and all that. So how has that been in that regard?
3: Oh, it's been, it's so nice when we get people coming up to us developing. And that's kind of one of the ethos behind our event, Manchester Games United, as well, to put developers in a space with games, with aspiring game developer students, where they can just talk to them and just speak to them about like what is game development like, and we get all sorts of questions like that, and we always love talking to people. We we're, we're This is only our first game, so we don't claim to be gods of game design or anything, but we like to think we've got some knowledge that we can pass on to people. And it's been really lovely just to have people come to us. Uh, we were only students three years ago, and now to have students coming up to us and saying like how did you guys make a game for Xbox Switch and Steam is it's quite a weird experience, especially for myself, but it's absolutely lovely. I love chatting to people, and we honestly just love sitting down. So we'll always make time. If anyone has a question, we'll always make time.
1: Did you face any particular <laughs> challenges during your making of the game um, no, that the you you overcome? You want to sp- talk about? Th- that's inspiring to people, I think.
3: Yeah, um, we actually did a documentary about this. So we've got a two-part documentary that came out, which is called "Making a Game is Very Hard." Um, so, if anyone wants to check that out, you can just go on our YouTube channel or our social media. You'll easily find it. It's a, it's a very interesting re- watch. Sorry, read. Uh, the brain's Friday. today. Uh, it's just basically it's a very interesting watch that covers the journey as a whole. But we've encountered many, many. It's become memes of just stuff. I've talked about it before. We've had two officers try and kill us. In the process, basically, the roofs on two of our offices just collapsed on top of us whilst we were working. Wow. And, wow. and we basically didn't have a studio for six months, and we had to move into a Starbucks in Manchester, and there was basically nine game developers sat in a Starbucks for four months, wow. just mm-hmm. making a game. How was their
1: relationship with the Starbucks crew?
3: Oh, they loved <laughs> us. Oh, yeah. we were bringing them so much money. Like, you had no... <laughs> You had to spend about roughly at least buy three drinks a day to just not get kicked out. So you had the nine, mm-hmm. game, nine game developers as well just sat there ordering three drinks between, and we were spending about a hundred quid a day yeah. just in there between us. And they loved us, but yeah, that was just one of the things I see. Then we, because obviously this, this being our first title, we fell into a lot of the pitfalls that a lot of indie developers devs sometimes. You know things like the lock check systems, learning why these processes take so long and why it's really important for game developers to really try and get their products as finished as possible before they submit that to lock check so that then they don't fall into the trap of having to delay the game constantly over and over again whilst these lock check systems are going on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, we restarted the game eight months into development, so the original and Empire wasn't a representation of what we wanted the game to be. So we basically almost lost a year's worth of work. We restarted it. We're really grateful we did restart it in the end, but it was one of those that still cost us time. And obviously just as the longer and longer in the project like, you've got things like team morale that you've got to make sure you look after as well, team's mental health, these are all varying aspects that when you're working on something for so long you've got to make sure that the team's always got this singular vision that they're focusing on and they've all just working one hundred percent while looking after them at the same time. But main the main thing we face is just two offices trying to kill us effectively. That that was the big one.
2: Mm-hmm. And and of course like the big uh, health crisis in the middle of it as well, I'm sure I'm sure it didn't really help. Like oh, just, uh, it's,
3: it, yeah, it's it's been a mixed one. Like obviously, it's a bit of a sad for the team because we were all in the same space, so we didn't get to hit the big upload button together. So that was ca- kind of a sad moment, but we're going to be having our launch party this Friday over Zoom. So we're all going to see each other similar to what we're doing now where you guys just finally all have that celebration that we all wanted to have, and we'll have a proper celebration when it all happens. But we've actually seen it more as a bragging right, I suppose, because how many game developers can say they've launched a game during a global pandemic?
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, so we're looking
3: at, we're looking at the positive side of
2: it. Cause, yeah, because I think I think originally I, th- I think I talked to you about it on Twitter, but um, whoever whoever is running the is running the site. But I remember it was up for sale. It was like on the eShop, like a couple months ago, and then of course, you know, the shit shit hit the fan, and then you know, <laughs> and then, it, then it disappeared, and yeah, it's a it's
3: yeah yeah it's just things like that, you know because. When the, we just saw, Even like games, we saw like The Last of Us, Cyberpunk, loads of these companies were pushing back their release dates just because the pandemic really did throw in a spanner in the works for a lot of studios because you know, you've got staff at Nintendo who can't always be in the same space and so the, the processes aren't being done as quickly as possible so you kind of can't understand or get a gauge of is this going to mess up the release date of your game because is it going to get through the lock check systems done on time? So it was just one of those, as a team, we decided, you know, we're just going to make that move, you know, let's just let's just delay it a bit longer just so, you know, the world can calm down a little bit longer and then we can release it and take the safer option rather than take the big risky mode while things are just happening right at the very beginning.
2: Of course. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that you guys were still able to get it out, like, like during this time, you know, you know, sooner than later. So.
0: And, onto, yeah, and onto the, like, the system that no one could even find because it's so hot, like the Switch. It was a great place to be at this moment in history, like you were saying earlier, but especially like now. This oh,
3: yeah, for sure. That was one of the big sort of like goals as a team. Also, we wanted to be able to bring, because you know, we got a lot of families that are all locked up together at the moment. And if we could bring that family-friendly shoot, co-op shooter experience to them and just give kids and parents the chance to sort of sit down and play a game together, our friends that are all living together. You know, we get a lot of emails and pictures of like, Mates who are all locked up together and playing the game together on the split screen sort that for us has been a really really cool thing. Just seeing friends who are utilising this time while being uh, all locked in within a similar space with their friends, their family, their loved ones, and using it to create shared memories together. And that was kind of a personal goal to you, kind of bring like a little ray of sunshine to people's lives during a very very scary time within humanity, if that's what. And we're really happy to be able to do that. That was because you've got all these friends, families, and loved ones that are all kind of loved kind of locked up together at the moment due to the current circumstances, we can give them an experience where they can sit down and just play a game together like the old days and, you know, just create those shared experiences that we all had with our parents growing up or our friends and our family and our loved ones. And when we get messages, you know, like, oh, our kids are all sitting down, you know, it's taking their mind off things, stuff like that. When we see like groups of friends all sat there playing split screen together because they can't go outside, you know, that's been a big, big thing for us, so. If we could release a game that helps p- take people's minds off things as well, because we, we love them. mental health is a big thing for us here at the studio as well, and to be able just to be able to give an experience that make people happy as well is something that we're glad to have done.
2: It makes a lot of sense, def- definitely for for what's happening right now. Um, Thank you. Has it has it been doing has it been doing uh, as has uh, has it met your expectations so far with the release of the okay. Nintendo? Yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's our first game, so you know, we considered anything above being an absolute absolute catastrophic the catastrophic failure, an absolute success, you know. Mm-hmm. This was a this was a big project for basically four guys to undertake as a first project as well. And wow just just to see it getting eight sevens and sixes and getting all this feedback and suggestions and to see that there's now that loyal player base that really wants us to carry on moving it forward Just been such a huge morale boost for the team, effectively, and we're really, really glad. And the launch day as well, like the reception we got on launch day was absolutely fantastic. So we're really, really grateful. I say we got featured on the Nintendo eShop front page, got put right next to Animal Crossing and Fortnite, which was just a big, big morale boost straight off the bat. Xbox front store page, someone put us next to SpongeBob SquarePants right on the Xbox front store page, and I don't know who did that, but they have my eternal love. (laughs) <laughs> uh, we got we got put in massive amounts of Steam lists, we got put next to Mass Effects and Star Wars Battlefront we got put next to Move or Die, which is a huge inspiration for us, and just to get put in even some of the lists as these big, big names and just these colossal giants, yeah. just to get put in the same storefront, that is just such a huge, just I can't even express the feeling of seeing the game next to Animal Crossing and Fortnite on Nintendo Switch as an and You install. said the team is four people on your team. Uh, originally, it started off with four people, and then we were now still four people, but then it's gone, it's become a mixed bag because in game development, you know, you have freelance contracts come on, but the maximum number the team has ever gone up to is nine people at any given point, and that's, that's just people messing about for it. So, varying from audio design, from art, music, QA, community management. We've had so many different people come and work on this project, and it's been absolutely fantastic. It's it huge labor love. I'm sure you can see from the credits the QA team alone the QA team alone is pretty huge.
2: Yeah, it, there were quite a few in there from from what I from what I saw at the end there. Is there um I have to ask you uh is is, is there more than one ending for 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 the game? Uh,
3: no, there's only one definitive ending at the moment.
2: Okay, cuz I cuz I uh, it's kind of bleak like <laughs> when when you get not not to spoil too much, but uh it's
3: uh, but there's a reason
2: for that.
3: I can't say what the reason is, but I uh, I, I promise it'll be worth
2: it okay it,
3: it's not it's not as bleak as what you're thinking it is okay I I, I, can, I can promise that's all I can say. It is a kid's game, so we couldn't go too bleak
2: okay well I, I thought I thought that maybe I didn't get maybe I didn't get enough stars and that's why it why and I tried it a couple times but I was getting I was getting the same ending, so I was curious if there if there's a different one to to work towards. Um, is, can you say anything about when, like, w- what time the uh, the, the newest uh, update will be out for Switch or anything like that? Or is that still kind of... Uh...
3: Um, so we have released our the Steam update. But in terms of Switch, um, those processes take a little bit longer just because of the current state of things going on. But when we do an update, it's going to be a big one. That's for the team. So we are working away at the moment. I can't say that much. The content is underway. The maps are being produced. The characters are already finished with the new characters that we're doing. The maps being constructed, new customizables are being worked on. New usability features are on. They're, they're underway. They, they're not. I don't want to promise where they're at at the moment, but they are underway at this current moment. in Time.
2: Okay. And you'll. Uh, you you do not have. Do you guys have any other uh, games in development that you're doing right now, or you're going to stick with this for the most part for now?
3: Uh, we uh, we have. So we are fully dedicated to the Ottoman Empire as a whole. We do have loads of content planned for its immediate future. Um, we do have another game that we are in the very very early stages of working on at the moment, but Ottoman is our primary focus at the moment.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially games like nowadays, like uh, you know, multiplayer games. That it can be like that's all that you do. Like especially if it, it if it's like an online game, like something like yeah. Fortnite or whatever. It's just all constant updates and yeah and that's all you need you just need one game you know <laughs> oh, oh absolutely yeah. <laughs> oh
3: absolutely um we don't want to limit ourselves to development you know we've got lots of cool ideas that we want to work on and the next title we're very very excited to start getting underway but Ottoman is our primary focus and we can't wait to show you what's coming for it especially the new characters in the map we think people are going to like them
2: for sure yeah no i'm definitely excited to to try that out thank for you very sure. much
3: mate
2: yeah did you have anything else that you wanted to add
3: Actually a uh, quick question for you all guys. What's your favorite map and your favorite character?
2: Um my uh, my favorite character is Geo and uh let's see. I like I like the map with the giant Aztec head. That, oh, that's, think... G- that's Geo's
3: map, the Mayan temple.
2: Okay, well that makes sense then.
3: Oh sorry, ancient ancient Otter, sorry. That's the official. The inspiration uh, was mine temples.
2: There's also one there's also one towards the end that I liked um where the uh, the one where the tide comes in, where the water comes in, and you have to kind of like fly up and, uh, and dodge and dodge the water as it. As oh, the it, uh...
3: Tur- Tur- Turtle Bay.
2: Yeah, yeah. That the one, uh, fun... one was cool I'll... too.
3: Yeah, I'll give you some facts uh, about that. Um, the reason it's actually named after named after a bar that we all used to go to when we came up with the idea for the game initially. So we came up with the idea over pizza, but then this bar we used to call, call, go to called Turtle Bay. That map is actually named after that bar, which is a really really cool thing. Yeah, the Turtle Bay was actually the last map to ever get constructed as well. That's the final map that we ever ever made for the
2: Ottoman Empire. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and I liked. Um, I think there was one on that level set where you would get the one where you got the bomb and you jumped through the rings. Like I, I thought that was fun. Oh. So nice I was having I was having fun with that, and of course, like the what was it the um, the one where you fly through rings? That one's that one's enjoyable too. Hoop dive. Yeah. Poop yeah. Dive is our personal favorite, and
3: mm-hmm. it's
2: our favorite objective. That and the
0: Detonator. Oh, okay. I actually like the one where you go and get the, the batteries for the different sections. I don't know, that one's kind of fun because you're just kind of like darting all around the map. But uh, yeah, I'd say Geo's also my favorite character. I've made it to, I'm at the last stage of World 3, so I'm not, I haven't made it quite as far as Trey. Definitely, once I got Geo, that's the ca- only character I've used.
2: Yeah, I, I like Geo because especially for those levels where you have to like, um, where, you know, where it has the target that's moving around it, uh, mm-hmm. Geo, you can just like shoot it once and then it's all, and it's automatically done and then you can go on to the next one. So that was another thing. And plus you can take out a lot of enemies like very quickly, you know, so it's just one hit and then it, and then it's taken care of. Even though I did end up using the, using the other one, um, the, the smaller one just because she was, uh, much faster you know so mm-hmm. especially for like those uh those ones where you go through the rings like i I found that she worked out really well for that so did yeah, you have you. did you have a particular level that you like john more than any others
1: oh so i haven't gotten the chance to play the first level so far so
3: i like the first level ah city that yeah. was the first map we ever made that as well the city so, so. Mm-hmm.
2: okay some yeah some of the levels get pretty hard like the one uh one that it's not necessarily my favorite because it's cause it's incredibly difficult, but the one with like the laser, like the laser thing that comes out of the ground that that'll, that'll kill you. Uh, it's like a uh, it's like an arena almost. That one was ah uh, uh, the
3: battle arena yeah yeah so, yeah. Because for the single player experience where you go through there is, we actually took a lot of inspiration from Overcooked. Similar to so Overcooked starts off very. Oh, okay. Starts off very easy, but then it gets very, very difficult. And more and more, you progress it. That was where our main inspiration for the difficulty spike within the campaign, the levels, initially came from. Because Overcooked was a huge inspiration for us, because being such a colossal party game, how can you not take inspiration? And we know the guys over at Ghost Town Games as well, and uh, they're absolutely phenomenal team, and you can't not admire their work.
2: Yeah, overcooked was a was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's just, it's very very stressful, very stressful game. But I can mm-hmm. see I can see the similarities there between between the True. two of them. If uh, yeah, if, if you guys don't have any other questions for him, I, th- I think we you know we could, we could let you go. But yeah, thank thank you very much for being on the show here. And I and I I look I very much look forward to the DLC for Ottoman Empire and whatever else you guys have going in the future. And, uh,
0: and multiplayer, like yeah, if we uh we get a chance to actually hang out together someday and play games again
2: yeah it's definitely on my list to try out once i once i'm in a position to do that a friend of mine a friend of mine in the who lives here in chicago he he does um he does like video game parties and stuff like that well he used to you know when there were bars that were open and all that and i would go and i would like play video game music and we'd like you know play play like local games together we've actually been playing a lot of uh jackbox now because that's so easy to play online but it would this would be definitely something that i would bring that i would bring to one of kevin's like uh, i play game events like it would be something that he'd get a kick out of and the people there would get a kick out of so i was, oh, whenever we, love, yeah
3: we we love seeing stuff like that so be sure yeah. to send us pictures if you ever do do that because that'd be absolutely great and if okay. you guys are ever, and if you guys are ever in the uk feel free to come here we'll play a game of these all as well
2: Oh yeah awesome. no yeah no definitely <laughs> and uh yeah and if there's uh whenever the online comes on you know maybe if, maybe uh, we'll be able to play you guys Yeah citizens
0: are ever allowed over there you know if we're even, yeah. If
2: we're ever let out of the country, we're kind of banned from everywhere right now.
0: Yeah,
3: don't
2: worry. The UK is not welcome anywhere
3: at the moment as well. All, 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 all the all the countries hate us at the moment. No one's no. letting us in. I fully relate to you on that
2: one. Well, I think you guys are great, and uh, and thanks again for uh, coming for coming on the show and talking to us about uh, Ottoman Empire and uh, everyone who's listening. You know, check it out on the eShop right now. It's it's up there. So yeah, the Otterman Empire. It's a fun uh, multiplayer zany quirky game so check that out
4: check it out
3: thank you very much for having me on
2: That was a pretty cool interview. Uh, thanks again for coming and talk to us and all that. I want to do a quick Corona update here. Corona, Corona, Corona. corona. Because uh, the conti- the world continues. Well, at least our country continues to, to go to hell here. And um, in in my area of the country, like we just we just recently. Something came out from the from the um, governor saying that it's kind of hilarious because it's like uh, it's basically there's 11 sections of it, of Illinois now <laughs> and one of them is Chicago, I which I which I figured it was going to be It's just going to basically be every other place and then Chicago. But um, John, everything's been shut down there in California statewide, right? Again, like yeah, everything's much. closed. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, it's, it's not like a complete shutdown like it was before, but it's essentially like I don't know. Ninety percent shut down. I guess all the bars and yeah, restaurants are closed.
0: Restaurants uh, are doing carry-out, though, right? Carryout delivery. and you know, I don't
1: know about that. Yeah, I, that I don't know. I think it was
0: just all internal. Like, oh yeah, like all in inside operations had to cease. Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah, it would make sense. I should look into it. We're 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 basically like on the verge of where you're at. It's basically what Chicago is. It's like. It's like, well, if we if our average becomes like 200 cases a day, and I think it's at like 193 or something like that, so we're real close.
0: I say this merely from an observational <laughs> point, not that I have any like hard data to back it up. But I've just noticed that Chicago follows L.A. within like two or three days, usually this yeah. whole this whole time on that's Earth what it what like they do. Yeah, that's true. Bless. So L.A. is a good kind of yeah, you know, like like a little future prediction, and then then uh, for me, Chicago is the same thing. Uh. So I'm about a day, but we usually react a day or two after Chicago.
2: Well, it's kind of weird that they're splitting everything into, sec- into sections, though, because it seems like it's going to be, well, maybe this will be for Chicago, but, like, the rest of Illinois, maybe not as much. I wish we could just, maybe like— Maybe
0: they're not to piss off the rednecks as much.
2: I, I wish we could just, like, <laughs> outlaw them from the city, though, if they're just going to do whatever they want in uh, in whatever's—basically, yeah. basic, southern Illinois is anything—is what I consider anything south of Chicago— no offense, Champagne, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe I shouldn't say side is kind of <laughs> offensive. But just the people that uh, don't want to look out for other people besides themselves.
2: Yeah, I'm saying I wish there was a way that we could, like, make it to where they we can screen them before, like, nobody can enter the city. Yeah. You know, much like they've done in other countries where they won't allow us to be. So, yeah.
0: Oh, I see. So an actual, like, quarantine period, <laughs> if you go up to this... As long area. as you're
2: dividing it up, you know, don't cross over these lines. But yeah, no, it's, um, everything kind of cons- continues to be whatever. And, uh, you know, unemployment's going to be done in like two weeks. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't see any of this. I don't see any of this fixing itself. Not even next year. Now it just seems, I don't know. It seems pretty depressing to me. So, so there's not going to be right. money, any
0: money left to give away. Yeah. yeah. Well, not support people at least. The it's... rich will still find more money to give themselves, but
2: yeah. And the whole school thing is a whole nother, is a whole nother thing. I mean, thankfully, the schools aren't opening in California, as far as I know. But here, it's kind of like, send your kid to school or else. Mm-hmm. It's, like, so stupid. I don't know. I don't understand why it's kids crazy. just... Why can't people just, like, not go to school? Why can't you just be like, oh, you're not going to school? Like, just keep your kids at school. If there's nobody there, I mean, then The Secretary no of
0: Education wants it to be a federally enforced mandate, I think. Maybe she hasn't come out and said it in so many words, yeah. but... I mean, when school yeah. happen everywhere this fall, it, as in, you know, three or four weeks from now. For let's say four weeks from now, to be to be fair, that it's all gonna be ready to go. And not to mention this whole like uh, education being a state yeah. by state thing. Let's just uh, forget about that that whole thing, mm. the whole federalism part. That is always the defense of the conservatives of like
1: why policies are the way they are.
0: Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, well, no, in this case, uh, the states don't get to make that decision.
1: I don't know. There are all things like school choice, but I guess, you know, not when it's like, do I choose to send my kid into a pandemic?
2: Yeah. It's not so, really, it doesn't seem like a good idea yeah. right now. If I had kids, I wouldn't want to send them to school. And the the no. threat
0: to take funding away from an already like.
2: What already doesn't have funding. <laughs> yeah,
0: lowly funded. Like it should be the most highly funded or at least one of the most highly funded aspects of our, of our whole system is education of yeah. children. I mean, of course, health's important, but it can't be too far Is behind. To I mean, sure kids yeah. <laughs> know what's up.
1: Her whole thing has been just for years. I mean, she's from Michigan, and I remember when I was in high school, she put out a campaign uh, to to do school vouchers. That's what she's been trying to do this whole time. She's trying to do it on a national level, whatever. All that to say, she's just looking for any excuse to defund public schools. Like, that's her thing. And here comes the virus. It's a convenient way to get to that end. Jeez.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's is the it, whole
0: the whole thing about you know installing people to dismantle the
2: agencies that they run. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like it, as if this. I mean, schools already didn't get that much funding. Now it's now they don't want to have none of it. Yeah. Sure they don't have any. It's it's ridiculous. But yeah. And the
0: children are losing, and they have nothing to do with any of this.
2: Yeah. And they don't even. Yeah. They can't even do anything about it. It's, uh, yeah, everything is, everything is fucked. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's become, it's, I don't know, it seems to become right. m- more and more difficult to, to get up in this time for me. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, some days are worse than others, but it's hard. Yeah. I don't remember if I mentioned this, la- if I mentioned it last week or not, but I remember, I'm reminded that Bright Eyes song, you know, the, 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 the line <laughs> progresses, circle does not. He talks about the list of things that make it makes him happy, and it gets smaller and smaller. That's what I keep thinking of. But yeah, but games are still cool, right? Yep. <laughs> we could talk. We could talk about that as as everything else is kind of going crazy. But yeah, let's let's talk about let's talk about what we've got for the week. I have some cool stuff that I want to talk about that I got. Uh, I got I bought a couple of games. I got a I got Crosscode which was that um 16-bit game that we talked about previous weeks ago. It's a it's like a top-down action RPG game. It's a role-playing game, action R- RPG. It's it's weird. It's 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 an interesting game. It's not like something I've really played before. It's kind of like a it's like a twin it's like a twin-stick shooter action RPG with uh yeah. It's you're basically you're a character you you wake up as a character in a um in an MMO, you know, so it's like you're playing as your uh uh, whatever you call it, um,
4: avatar. Dark. Yeah,
2: it's you're basically an avatar. But your character, there's there's a short scene at the very beginning where your character, like, is an accident, is in an accident with uh, with her brother, and you wake up as this avatar with no memory. So you're basically an avatar in this in this like Second Life type world, and you're basically kind of going around trying to figure out what's going on. And uh you start and, and they eventually give you like more words to say, like originally you can't say anything, which I think was kinda funny, like the silent protagonist. And I got to the point where my character can say their name and hello and that's and that's it, or or hi. But yeah, you, you go around this uh fictional world trying to figure out what's happening, and there's all these other people running around with you and you meet up with other people for your for your team as you go, and you'll go and it's and it's like a game that you're playing with everyone else. So like when you go to a when you go to a dungeon, whoever's in your party will also go to that same dungeon but by themselves. But it's it's an interesting game. Like I think, uh, I don't know. I, I did a stream of it last week, and for some reason, the color palette of it kind of reminds me of a Sega Genesis game. It almost seems like like it's not not to not to downplay because I think some of the graphics maybe looks better that could have than it could have been then. But it kind of reminds me somewhat of a Genesis game, like kind of like a the Fantasy Star series, that type of thing for like the way I the art looks. It, yeah. But yeah, no, it's 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 really cool. It's I. It has a, it reminds me a lot of Xenoblade because there's a lot of, there's a lot of side quests on it, which I think is what they're, what they're trying to say as comparing it to like MMOs, like most MMOs. But also some of them, like when I was first playing it, I was like, man, these side quests are kind of boring. So I was getting, I was kind of having a hard time getting into it at first. But once I got to an actual dungeon, everything like ramped up. Like the dungeons are really, really well done. There's a lot of really cool, um, puzzles in it. And, uh, yeah, and it's, and it made it a lot more fun. So, maybe not dwell on the mini, on the, on the side missions that much, but, no, it's cool. I've, I've been enjoying, I've played like five hours of it so far. It's got, it's got a good soundtrack. It's, uh, written well, the sprites are nice looking. And yeah, it's cool. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, Symphony of the Night somewhat, or like those, like Metroidvania, Castlevania games with leveling up. Because I had, I was in this dungeon, and I was having a hard time beating the boss there. And I just, like, left that room and went to some other rooms and just grinded for a minute and went up, like, three levels. And then I came back and beat the boss. You know, that's, like, something I would do in a Castlevania game, like in those DS Castlevania games or Game Boy Advance ones. So it kind of reminds me of that as well. But it's uh, the way the way the battles work, they're sort of like a Xenoblade where you get into a battle and, you know, and then you get hit. And then once you destroy the character, your, uh, your health will automatically refill. That's the same thing that happens in Xenoblade. So that's kind of cool also. I like that. And if you want to, if you like, you know, it's it's kind of the same thing where where you have to like get the you have to get the creatures to interact with you so you can actually go buy some of them that don't that don't have a high aggro level and they won't and they won't attack you. So there's like big segments in the in the world map where you can just kind of walk through walk through guys and they won't attack you. And it, and if you if you attack like multiple guys one after another, you can raise your ranking and stuff like that too. So there's like a grading system on it, but but yeah, it's cool so far. I've, I've been enjoying it. There's also you can you can teleport all over the place and stuff like that, so you don't have to really run from one thing to another, which helps. But that's been that's been one thing that I've been playing pretty pretty. Well, often. I watched
0: a bit of your stream the other night. It was pretty cool.
2: Like, yeah, uh,
0: I've I've almost bought it a couple of times, but
2: it's but, de- uh, it's definitely can't, can't do it yet. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. It's it's not like it's not like anything else I've ever played. Like it's uh, the whole like twin stick RPG. I've never really seen that anywhere. So it's, you definitely can't say that it's not original. I think that's something big on it, but yeah, no, I want to, I want to stick with it. You know, I think it's, I think it, it uh,
0: sounds like it's going to be a cult classic the way people talk about it.
2: Oh yeah. People seem to be already yeah. in love, in love with it. So it's uh, it's, it's already you got a pretty to, high. I think you also mentioned last week that uh, there was um some
1: comparisons to Zelda dungeons and saying like it was better than Zelda dungeons.
2: Yeah. Some people said that it's, from what well I've I've been through one dungeon so far and it is kind of it's different from Zelda as in like there's not an item that you get there's not like a main item that you get. Oh, well, I guess. I guess you do kind of, but I had to beat the final boss to get it. Like I did get an upgrade, but it wasn't like you go and find an item and then the item helps you get through the the rest of the dungeon and then you you know and then you like use that item on the boss. It was different than that. There was actually, it was more like a thing, I don't want to say too much without giving spoilers away, but it was more like a thing in the dungeon that you could interact with that became something that you could do all the time as as an item. So it's like something that would like alter your, your beam or whatever you're shooting, and then you get to take it with you after you beat the boss. So that's kind of how it works. So And also that you'll use that to unlock stuff that you couldn't unlock before, thus like the Metroidvania type sort of Zelda type thing. But it's, I mean, it's straight up action. There's no turn base in it at all. It's, it's very much like, I don't know, it's like a bullet hell RPG almost at times. It's really interesting. Like, it's like, cool. it's like nothing that I've ever played before. So,
0: but not like, uh, but not like Undertale, different kind of bullet hell RPG. No, I mean, there's actually yeah. physics in this game from what I can tell. Like, yeah. physics are important to it.
2: The, I mean, there's a lot of like, uh, I mean, there's a lot of like, uh, Bouncing off walls, you know, it's like pool, some of it is, you know, where you have to hit an angle and then it goes to another thing. There's puzzles like that, where you have to like hit, where you have to hit a certain amount of things in one shot, so it has to like bounce from one thing to another, and you like move stuff around, it'll, that kind of reminds me a lot of like a Zelda s- style puzzle. You know, where, where you're like, in a, or like moving boxes and like ice sliding puzzles, there's stuff like that, that definitely felt like, like Zelda, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm really intrigued by it, and I think it's, I think it's really cool. Um, it's a, I've been enjoying it thus far. It's been my main, it's been like the main game that I've been playing. So that's, that's a good one. Also, uh, also on the same week, uh, curse of the moon, bloodstained curse of the moon two came out and I've been trying, I've been playing that game as well, but I forgot, I forgot how fucking hard those games are. (laughs) It's a, and I, and I play it on the regular veteran mode, you know? So like every time you get hit by something, you get knocked back and all that. Like, that's how I play it. So it's been doing pretty good for me on that, but it's, it's cool. Uh, you, um, what's it, uh, there's, there's seven characters in it this time. I think there are only four in the first one, like four or five, but that's, that's quite a lot of characters. And every time you basically play through a whole level set and then you fight a boss and right at the end when the boss is about to die, like in the other one, they would like do this last attack at you, like right about when they're going to die. And I would normally die then cause I would forget about it. But in this one, they look like they're about to do the the last attack and then somebody, and then your new character comes in and kills them and then they become oh. part of your team. So it's really cool the way they introduce all of the characters. And the characters yeah. are really cool. Like there's a character who has like a big gun that can like shoot across the screen or and mm-hmm. it's and it's kind of like a it's sort of like a grant type character like they can hang from the wall and they can do like the you know jump off the wall mega man style stuff. So there's a lot there's a lot different. There's also like a character that can do like a pogo jump like kind of like a Ducktales, you know, like there's a character with a with a spear that like jumps on that, and you can jump on top of enemies like you would in like Ducktales or 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 in some of the later Donkey Kong Country games with Cranky. So there's there's a lot there's a lot more variety between the characters, and I think it's really cool that there's so many more. Especially, I thought the gun character was really cool. Like I was having a lot of fun with that character, and each character has, of course, has their own like secondary weapons as well. You know, so they're so they all have they all have different moves that they can do between them, and I think I've gotten uh 3 of them so far so yeah but it's I, it's definitely difficult but it looks it looks really good you know it's i mean as far as like there there was a there was a, a event that happened with Nintendo we'll talk about it a little bit more later where they announced that way forward was going to like do this like third party thing and everybody was like oh maybe it'll be a new castlevania or a lot of people did
4: mm-hmm.
2: and uh i actually commented on on those one guys that were on a show uh, smashing theory There's something they're like, oh, I guess it's not a Castlevania. And I was like, hey man, like there already is a Castlevania on there. Like Curse of the Moon two just came out. Like that's that's a new Castlevania game. And apparently there's even a new version. There's there's a mode that you can play in there that actually mimics the original like Simon's Simon's Quest Castlevania two, which I can't wait to play where everything's like more interconnected and all that. But yeah, no, those are two big recommends for me for this week. I think Crosscode and of course Curse of the Moon are both great. Um, If you're looking for you know, if you're looking for that uh that Castlevania style or Metroidvania type thing, it's it's good. I'm glad that they're still doing those Curse of the Moon games. I liked I liked those ones a lot better than I actually did the the regular Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I mean, I have it, but it's not it doesn't feel as polished as the Curse of the Moon ones do, I don't think. I think those are more fun to play. Also, I beat Super Smash Bros Adventure, the adventure mode. Yeah, I saw that. I finally um... made it at just under 37 hours. It took me like 36 something. So it's a long ass adventure mode. I, it, and it kept going and going. I, did, I just thought, I thought that that regular map that you have at the beginning was the whole thing, but that wasn't, the, that wasn't the thing. It was basically, it keeps going from there. Like you meet an, you go yeah. to another world and then you go to another world and then you go to another world and another. And I'm like, wow, okay, when did this there's end? There's a lot to it. And then I thought it was over and then it kept going and then it kept going again <laughs> after that. And I'm like, oh my God, there's a whole other level.
1: Jeez. Yeah. It really I, is like a whole other game. Yeah. Like, if they would sold that separately as like a, a DLC pack or something, like, I would have been totally satisfied and thinking like this is a separate experience entirely.
2: Well, it's like it's like a 40-hour, I mean, it's like a 40-hour yeah. game on there. Like, that's a game in itself, you know, minus the whole. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that it has such a deep single player on there because... That's my favorite thing to do in fighting games. Is like play through a single player. Like I don't think I'm, I think I'm pretty. Sh- I think I'm shit as, at like playing somebody who's actually good at Smash Brothers. But as far as playing the computer, mm-hmm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty good. I can knock them off the. I mean, I can be. I, I just basically just do smash attacks and just knock them off the side. But uh, I I played a lot with the with the DLC characters and uh Byleth is basically is my favorite character in the whole game now. I think the the new the new Fire Emblem character because I I play as female Byleth and she has a. I mean, she just has like everything. Like she has she has a bow and arrow. Like she has like a strong down down attack. She has like a spear that she can that you can like smash move with. It has pretty far reach. Um, the the only thing that's kind of that kind of sucks a little bit is her up smash. Is not great if you're trying to platform. But as far as like in the game, you can pretty much. It's like a whip, and you can grab the side of the stage from almost anywhere on the stage. Like even if you think you're completely off, she can still catch the very very bottom of the stage and like kind of jump up the side. So there's a lot of really cool shit I did with I did with her, and that was the one that I used her all the way till the end. So even though I even though I did think a, a couple of those last boss, they I think I have it on the notes here as a the Arkham Asylum syndrome. I don't know if any of you guys ever Me played what? that game. Okay, so there's a game called Batman Arkham Asylum. It was on 360 and PS3. And it's, it's a good game for the most part. Like, I like the pacing of it, but it also has the problem of having, like, the same bosses over and over and over again. So, like, so, like, Bane is a main character in the game. So, it's like, okay, so you fight Bane once. And then you'll have to fight Bane again with like two other characters, and then eventually you have to fight two Banes with like five other characters, and then at the end of the game you have to fight Joker Bane. It's like it's it's like they're just doing the same thing over and over again. And I kind of felt like that at the end of Smash, Brothers. it's like okay, we're gonna fight one. You got to fight one guy. Now you got to fight the other guy. But now you got to fight both the guys at the same time. And I'm like okay, like it's I'm kind of you know maybe maybe we're you know even though the 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 with both of them on there it was actually. Fighting both of them was way easier, I think, than fighting either of them by themselves because they kind of fight each other, which is interesting. So yeah, yeah. There, I don't, what did you think about the the final reward, the big surprise? Do You mean the final before the final level? Because there's a there's a, a, a reward that I thought was cool, and then yeah, there, but then there's a final level say, after that.
1: I don't want I don't want to spoil it, but it's the thing that's like to me. I I said
2: before it was like wish fulfillment. Oh sure. I think I know what you're talking about. I don't want to say what it is because I don't want to spoil it. But I mean, it involves like you being a thing that you never thought you could be, right? So you're talking about, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's it's cool. If if anybody like you know, I, I mean, I feel like John's probably the only other person that I know of that played through all the adventure modes. So
0: he did a, <laughs> a long time ago. What like a year ago? You finished it?
1: Before? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I finished it in the first. I would say maybe not month, but two months of the
2: game. I mean, you plowed through, I, I mean, I, I didn't realize how big it was. I thought it was a lot shorter because you got through it so quickly, but, but no, it's, it's long. It's like I said, yeah, I almost game. put, and you played all of them. Like I, I think I ended at ninety nine ninety seven 97% is where I was at. And you did a hundred, right? Didn't you, didn't you yeah. all the battles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did. Some of them are like, yeah, there was some of them. I, it was just like, they're just too hard. Like the, a couple of the ones at the end, there was one where it's like a stamina battle against like, against um what's his face Uh little mac and he's like all of his powers are all of his powers are overpowered and that one was really fucking hard to do that was one of the hardest ones i thought and i made and i beat that one and there's also another one where you fight where it's supposed to be um what's his face uh the guy with the flat top from uh oh guile or, or yeah however you pronounce him uh mm-hmm. the, the one where it's supposed to be guile and there's always like there's always a little guy, Guile on the screen, so he's constantly doing moves at you and, and while you're trying to fight the other guy. Those levels were really annoying too, and that was a stamina one too. I couldn't get through that one, but I was able to beat the little Mac one. But yeah, that's, um, that's three points there for a Super Smash Bros. adventure. I finally made it to the credits. I had to record it with my phone because they don't let you capture anything in Smash Bros. That's still so annoying because I had some really fucking cool ass wins and that which I would have loved to save like kind of like what John was doing with with Super Mario Maker. But um it's so random they don't let you capture especially in in
1: Smash which is like I don't know probably their biggest community
2: based game. I think you can kind of do it through the app, but I didn't mess around with that like through the Nintendo app. You can save some matches like from online ones that you do, but it seems oh, like really? such a weird seems like such a weird workaround instead of just letting you just capture it on the system. You can't do any thirty-second stuff, so that was weird. But yeah, I made it through finally, so that was my beat of the week. And okay. actually, was it worth it? Was what worth it? Was it worth be- beating the the game? Like after all those hours and oh yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it was yeah. a, it was a lot of fun. I, I did ha- I did have a lot of fun with it. So I'm glad I'm glad it was on there. Or I'm glad that I made it all the way through. So and it's nice if you you know if you bought a lot of the downloadable characters and you don't. You know, and you got tired of just doing the single, the regular, like, arcade mode, you can use them in that too. You know, or, or if you, or if you, like, just got the game now and say you want to play as Joker or something like that, you can just jump right in with him from the beginning. You don't have to unlock him, which is really cool. So I like that. No, it's definitely worth it. And it's up, uh, you know, it's like, it's one of my highest, it's one of my most played games on the system. So it's, it's in my top six now, I think, because I put so much hours into it. So I feel like I definitely got my $60 worth and all that. But, Moving on, I, I, I'm sure you guys have played these as well. We talked about it last week, but there's some new Super Nintendo and NES games on the, uh, on the Switch now. Um, I just, uh, Jess and I, we just, we just beat Donkey Kong Country in like an hour. I didn't realize, I didn't realize how, <laughs> how, uh, short that game was. But we also, we also okay. cheated. We used, um, well, cheated, whatever. We, we used the rewind function a lot. So we just kind of, Blew through oh, yeah. it like that, but it but it was fun. Yeah, we just we just played through the whole game. Maybe it took like an hour, hour and a half. But
0: you've both beaten that game so much, I don't see why you should feel
2: yeah about it. It was just I ex- thought it was longer, and then all of a sudden I was at the end. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh, some of those levels that I thought were really really hard. I mean, there's still there's still hard stuff in there, but I don't think it's as hard as the later two. Like the like, I, I remember the factory level being a lot more difficult than it actually was. But, but yeah, Donkey Kong Country Two is portable again. It was before on Game Boy Advance, but now it is on here, and it's nice to get that get that for free on there. I played I played that. I beat it. So that's another that's another beat for this week. Um, also, uh, also I've been playing a lot of the wrestling game that's on there. The Natsume. How's that? The the Natsume. Uh, championship wrestling it's great actually it's really good like it's uh it's like fire pro wrestling It like plays exactly the same as fire pro wrestling so i'm so i've been uh i've been able to play through it cuz i know how to play that that style of game but no as far as like wrestling games in super like in super nintendo time I think it's really good. Like it's, you can do exactly, you could do the same thing that you could do in like the 64 one, you know, where like you, you knock the guy down, you pick him back up, you grab him again, you do another move, you know, you can pull him off the ground and do it again. Like it's, there's a lot of control to it. I mean, you have to understand mm-hmm. the way that the fire pro wrestling moves work. And basically the way I'll try to explain it here. It's it's fairly simple actually. Uh, both of your characters get close to each other, and they'll automatically do like a grapple like that. And the idea is once their hands connect, you have to push a button in a direction before the other player does that, and that's how you end up doing the move. And it works mm-hmm. kind of like Smash Brothers. Like uh, every direction is a different move. So like up. So what like up B, up B, left, right B, left and right B. I think are the same, but up B and down B are two different moves. Same with like a and uh and y and X actually throws the guy into the rope like if you want to throw him into the rope and catch him you could do that and and it's also run so you can run at them and do moves and I think what is it y and it's like y and b and a are all different attacks while they're on the ground, and uh l and uh, left is a pin that's how to pin the character and if you hold if you we hold playing that one on stream, yeah. I get, fun. Yeah, If and if you hold Y, that's when you pick them up, when you can pick them back up and do a move again. But no, it's really cool. I've been playing – there's a tournament mode on there, which is like the single-player mode. And and I'm playing it on easy, so I guess it's yeah, – just because I didn't know how the, what the game would be like. But I've just been kind of – I've been tearing through the guys like two, three minutes tops, you know, and just – uh Knocking guy down after guy down. I, I I think they're all based on actual Japanese wrestlers as well, but I've been playing as Big Ape. That's my character, <laughs> Big Ape, just because I thought he kind of looked like uh, the giant of uh '90s WCW. So I picked him. He doesn't. I mean, in the game, he doesn't look like that, but his picture sort of looks like the giant's face. So, but no, it's cool. Yeah, there's there's. I know that's like two wrestling games that are on the Switch now. Because there was another wrestling game on NES. Which I haven't played that, tried that again, but this one seems pretty competent. Like, I like, like, if you understand the way Fire Pro Wrestling works, it's very much like that. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's cool, and it, and it controls really well, and it's, and it's fun, so. And of course, yeah, there's somewhat of an online mode on that with, with your friends where you can play, so. I haven't tried a, I haven't tried Immortal yet, but I owned Immortal for years. I've played Immortal already, so I didn't I didn't try it out. It's probably really nice to have a rewind function and save state and all that, which I haven't got into. But that's there. Also, I got Chip Tanaka's new album, The Domingo, came out. Have so you, you bought it, right? I bought it. Yeah, it's it's cheap. It's like eight ninety nine. So I didn't feel. I didn't. I checked I,
0: it out on Spotify because I didn't know it was out until you made the comment the other night. And you just said like. Domingo, too, or something like that, and I was like, "What?"
2: Yeah, it was out at like uh, Domingo's out, mean, and I thought you were talking about a guy. <laughs> no, it's a stand for, it stands didn't stand for like Sunday, but it's not didn't come out on a Sunday,
0: right? Yeah, Domingo means Sunday, but um, man, what a what a cool record! And like in some ways, it like kind of references the other record as far as like some of the song titles and stuff. I
2: think. Oh yeah, like um, where I have it pulled up here, or like calm sea. Hammerhead shark song, tube worm dub.
0: The hammerhead <laughs> shark song is awesome. And so yeah. the tube worm dub is really cool. Yeah. It sounds almost like a hundred gecks. If anybody here listens to a hundred gecks, it reminded me of that a little bit.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't, but yeah, no, it's, I listen. I listened to it right when I got it. I listened to it straight through and then I listened to it again with just today while we we're, were hanging out. Like I plugged the computer into the record player and played it through the record player because I can't get can't buy records of of uh, chip tanaka's work but i can do it in my own way i guess play it through the computer through the record player so yeah i did that i also got i also got a book well it's it's a it's an nice. au- it's an audible book but i've been listening to it it's uh it was it, the guy who wrote it was on eight four play that's that's how i heard about it but it's it's really cool actually it kind of remind it, it, it makes me think of what uh it seems like a console wars but in japan is, is kind of what okay. i've is what I, is. I mean, I never read Console Wars, but I feel like this is kind of that version of that. It's basically, the book is called, it's got a long title. Um, it's called Pure Invention How Japan's Pop Culture Conquered the World. And, uh, and I, I, I heard this guy talk about it on this other podcast, and I looked for it. I was like, well, how much is that? I'll look it up on Amazon. And then I found out that I could get it for free on Audible. So I got it for free, and I've just been listening to it. And I've listened to. You've heard of that book. You've heard of it? I think I've heard of it. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, it's I've been, I've listened to about five hours of it, and I think it's incredible. Like, it basically it takes you all the way back to like Japan, like pre, like right before World War II, and like you know after a World War II, the country was completely devastated. They had like you know they were basically like eating rats and shit. They had like nothing, you know, <laughs> and it just talks about their basically how they. Pulled themselves out of that, mixed with like the popularity of anime and like video games, and the whole book st- starts off with them talking about like Final Fantasy VII and like how much of a huge impact that was in the time that it came out. And it basically kind of, or it talks and also talks about like Spirited Away and like Hayao Miyazaki and like how that was a huge deal that the, for that to for a Japanese animated movie to win an Oscar for that for that year and like and then they kind of just go back and and go and just take you along the uh, the history of like all the mean the all the key characters like in Japanese video games and anime and uh, toys and stuff like that and it's incredibly interesting. Like if you're like I'm I'm you know I I love Japan I, I love Japan culture and all that so. It's been great. It's been an awesome thing for me to listen to. It's been like a, you know, I was. It's been like my new podcast, I guess. It's like eleven hours long, on the on the Audible, but mm. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if I get Audible automatically through Amazon Prime or if it's just just like a month trial or whatever. But I want to just. I don't want it to like cut me off. I want to be able to listen to all of it before before if there is a cutoff. You know, I'll get through that. But mm. no, it's it's really cool. Like they talk about a Toriyama. From uh, Dragon Quest, like they they've talked, you know, they they talk about uh, Sugar Miyamoto's already been mentioned on it, of course, and you know they, they talk about this you know, like a lot of the people and like where they were, and it talks about like uh,
0: Astro Boy, I'm sure.
2: Oh yeah, no, that's that. actually what they're talking about right now because Astro Boy was like one of the first big animes to like you know to go mm-hmm. to go over to here, but um, yeah, it actually what Astro Boy was based on a. Was based on a when like on like one of the very first like manga comics like it's it's really cool like they get they really get deep into it and like tell you like all the backstory of all that and and it also you know goes in line with like the um you know like uh, the basically like the oppression that was happening there and like and like how people were rebelling and and like uh, f- trying to fight for like fair wages and all this other stuff and riots and and I and I remember they. They were talking about how like Kikuri Toriyama was in like one of the first riots in the '60s, you know, the guy who like designed all of the Dragon Quest characters and like Dragon Ball characters and stuff like that. So it's really cool. Like they really get deep into like where everybody was before they before they got to where they were, you know. And it's it's cool. There, there's this one I was just listening to it, and I guess during that same like you know when when people were trying to rebel this this group this group of leftist kids they they basically kidnapped a plane. And uh, and with uh, sam with samurai swords and and pipe bombs, and they hijacked it. And basically, they didn't kill anybody, but they dropped off all of the passengers in Korea. And they were going to. They're basically trying to get the pilots to take them uh, to take them to Cuba to learn more about communism. <laughs> so wow, yeah, it was it's, it's incredible. Like all the stuff that you learn about it. Plus, like the first. Uh, was It was the first Japanese toy that became popular again after World War II. It was basically a re- replica of the American Jeeps that were in Japan. Like, that's what they went from, was, like, from America's impre- – like, basically mimicking, like, what – you know, America's presence, which was a terrible thing in their country, to, like, mm-hmm. this toy that blew up huge, like, for kids and adults alike and all that. It's It's cool. It's incredible. I recommend everybody check it out. If you have Amazon Prime or something, you can get it for free and listen to it. And it's – yeah, it's awesome. Like, it's – it's cool. I've been I've been super into it. What else? I got <laughs> I got a lot this week. I ended up getting. I bought those Wi Fi bulbs that Jeremy talked about on on one of our Patreon episodes. So um, yeah, the ones uh, I got the Wi Fi bulbs that we were talking about on our um, our dreaming gaming setup episode. Mm-hmm. So they're they're pretty cool. I I have one. You can see it right now.
1: Looks in, pretty dreamy back there.
2: If you see it see it in the corner, I'm controlling it with my Whoa. phone right now. It's, uh, yeah, they're, they're, changing colors. colors. Yeah. Or like, or like what I was using, uh, this is what I was doing for like my uh, video game night, music night. I could make it be like a club back there. But yeah, that's we,
0: pretty cool that you use it for your streaming. Yeah.
2: yeah, No, that was part of it. I got, I got it to, to have in cause I always have this closet light on and I noticed in our streams that it's always like super bright. So I was like, so I found, I found a four pack online. So I put one in this closet. One is on Jess's nightstand. And then there's two in the living room, so I can kind of just like change them around to whatever. And they work out really well. I, I had kind of a hard time syncing them to the Wi-Fi because it had to be on a certain different, like, um, whatever setup. It had to be on 2.4 and it was already on, on five, so that was kind of weird. But once I figured it out, they've been, they've been working great. You can put them on timers. Like we made our, we have our ones on, in the living room come on at 7.30, like right when it starts getting dark. So like they just automatically come on. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's it's a lot of fun. Jeremy's to got his colors going too, and my wall is just plain white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel so left out. That, but yeah, no, it was like it was four of them, so it was like less than ten dollars a bulb, and I thought that was a pretty good deal. And they're supposed to last for like twenty five years, so it's like, total. I mean, it's and totally that is a really worth good it. Deal. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they and say. I paid like, yeah,
0: I think I paid like thirty bucks for the first one I bought. The second one was a little cheaper. I know I bought two more at the same time. They mm. were a little a little cheaper, but hopefully the prices keep going down
2: on those because
0: if they last that long and you can make them whatever color you want, then uh, they should replace all bulbs.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I, they're just it's just cool. It was, it was something that I just thought of and I went for it, and yeah, and they're re- they're really neat. Like it's been fun to just mess around with them. So, I mean, play, I like when you get a chance, I might want one of those.
0: Yeah, Breath I'll, of the Wild with green lights.
2: I could, yeah, no, they're really, like I said, I bought a four pack for, thir- it was like 35. So it'd be, ended up being a little bit under 40, but it's, that's still like less than 10 a bulbs. So that seemed like a good idea for me. And actually, after I got all four of them, I was like, man, I, I kind of felt like, I was like, man, I should have ordered more. I could do a lot with these. And, and, and if I, and if I was in a position where I was working more and I had access to more, you know, to more money and stuff like that, you, you could go crazy with this. Like you could, you can buy, like, little sockets that are Wi-Fi. Like, I could put all of my systems on Wi-Fi if I wanted to, where I could mm-hmm. turn on my Super Nintendo, like, with my phone or the TV or whatever. Like, if I wanted to get ridiculously techie like that, it, it's it's fun. Like, it's just look at it. there's just so much shit you could do. You could, like – you could take, like, say you want to turn off your power strips and, like, save money. You could put them all on a Wi-Fi switch and just turn them off whenever you want to, like that type of thing. It's – my mind my mind kinda like went went crazy with yeah. it. I was like, man, I can do all if you, this if you, other stuff.
0: If you listen to our Patreon episode, I actually do talk about how my basically my whole office is set up that way where my um, everything but my Wi Fi router and my actual PC are on the outlets I can control with my phone. So mm-hmm. I can just leave my office, go lay in bed, and then turn everything off.
2: Oh, so you do have the outlets.
0: Yeah, I have two of those Wi Fi outlets and they just one controls I mean, I've just got a they just split two power strips between themselves. But, yeah, they've each got their own power strip, and they control all those devices. And the only things, like I said, I have the Wi-Fi router is plugged. It. You know, it's also my modem. It's plugged straight into the wall. That way that never gets interrupted. And likewise, my PC, I always want that to stay on. I don't want to
2: mm-hmm. accidentally turn that off with an app. Yeah. I just I just thought about it if there was... You know, if you had like a, like say you have a room like with a big TV where like, or where your couch is farther away and like say you have like a Super Nintendo or something that you want to turn on but not turn it on, you know,
4: mm-hmm. you could do
2: it through your phone. If you had like wireless controllers through that, like you could do, you know, there's that all sorts of cool, cool things you could do.
0: I never or, even thought about that.
2: Or I have, you know, I have like a, I have like a bar lights in my living room. So I was like, well, I could put, I could put those on wi on Fi sockets where I could just, you know, I could turn off and on the, the mm-hmm. juke, the Coors jukebox or like the, or like the mountain light or whatever, you know, I could just yep. turn them off and on a will, like without even going and trying to reset a reset a power strip or whatever. It's, it's pretty rad. Like it's whole, I was actually thinking about getting a couple more lights to just to make my living room even more colorful. I thought about putting, I mean, first when I got the bulbs, I was like, I can put these in everything. And then I'm like, wait, hold on. Maybe I shouldn't put them in everything. Cause then you still want the overhead light <laughs> yeah.
0: option because that's what I'm saying. Yeah. As, as cool as they are, like eventually you'll like the novelty will wear off a little bit and you'll just be like, I just want a fucking light so I can see what's on. You don't want to pull out your phone, make sure the wifi is connected. open up yeah. the app, You know? Like,
2: yeah. Yeah. You just
0: want to like flip a switch.
2: I actually had that, I had that same experience earlier today. Or not was it yesterday? I don't know. Time is. We talked about this before. Time doesn't exist anymore. I actually mm-hmm. thought it was seven thirty today when it was like three o'clock. So my my time is. <laughs> comp- it was because it was like raining. Like it was, you know, it's been raining all day here, mm-hmm. and it was dark. It was like dark. So Jess and, and you know Jess and I, we have the same app, so we can turn off and on the lights whenever we want to. And I was just sitting in the living room with her. And then all of a sudden the lights came on. <laughs> and I looked over there and I was like, "Huh, it must be 7.30 already. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like 3 o'clock. And she's like, oh, no, I turned them on. And I'm like, oh, okay. She was- <laughs> has
0: like the ring bell feed dog going.
2: Because <laughs> I, I was just thinking, I'm like... Oh no, it's almost eight. Maybe I guess they just turn on whenever they want to. Like that's what I said in my head. And then I'm like, <laughs> Oh wait, it's not even like five o'clock yet. I'm going, I'm going crazy. I'm losing my mind, but yeah, as the Wi-Fi bulbs. They're fun.
0: <laughs> they are a lot of fun. Yeah. And I mean, especially we have more than one. Yeah. It's cool to just kind of like one day I was just standing outside of my house with Shauna. We were out in the backyard looking at the stars and, uh, I was like look inside you could you look into the window of my house and you could see a few different like there's one window for my bedroom one window was my office mm-hmm. and then you can kind of see the living room back in the background i was like let's see what it looks like like from out here when all the different lights are changing and stuff and yeah yeah it totally looked like there was a rave in my house it was so cool
2: yeah and, and i was i did notice like what you're talking about of like i was trying to put clothes away in my closet you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, oh, there's no, I wish there was a light. And then I go to like flip the light switch and in it and, it and I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's through the phone. But I actually turned mm-hmm. it off and turn it back on and it did come on. So
0: that does work, yeah. which, is a, which is a quick fix. I, I yeah. guess yours must work the same way where mm-hmm. if you just like flip it off and on with the switch, then you'll get whatever the light was set on. But sometimes I'll have it set on like a really low light for like, you know, nightlight kind of level. And so I'll do the flip on and off and then it'll just be this really dim light, which like pisses me off even more. So I'm like, no, I want to see. Yeah. I don't want to almost see <laughs> lights are for seeing.
2: Yeah. I've kind of, I've kind of just like kept it. I've just, I've just kept it as like one thing for the most part. So
0: with our, with my new setup where we're moving, all of those are going to, all the colored, you know, all the wifi bulbs, I should say, are going to be uh, controlled from, uh, are going to be in lamps, like floor lamps. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's and all a, of our overhead lighting is just going to be the same.
2: Okay. Yeah, we don't we don't use any of our overhead lighting, so that's how that's part of how I wanted to do it because we have two like you know we have two lamps in the living room that we use, and one of them is kind of like kind of has a short on it where it's like hard to turn it on. So with these, like I can actually keep that one on all the time, and we don't have to mess with the with the short that's in the switch on it, and it just turns on perfectly with the phone. You know, so it's. It's so that was actually solving a lot of problems for me, and also like you know you don't have to go over to the the lamps to turn them on whenever you want to. You can just do it straight off your phone, and even if you know if you forget to if you leave them on, you can just like turn them off wherever in the house. It's just really, just really nice. And it is
0: a really nice feeling to just lay in bed and be like just turning off all the lights in your house.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or it's just even though I have to be have to be careful because you know I have. I have control to like to like to like where our room where Jess goes to sleep early, and I don't (laughs) want to like turn the light like on and off like while she's trying to go to bed or something. Which I think I might have done the first night that I got these by accident, just because I couldn't remember. And you can make your own icons and stuff on the app to show like you know like mine all have like if you it all has like pictures. I took pictures of like the areas and put names on them and all that. So oh cool. So you can you know so you know what you know what's what, and I took pictures of whatever the lamp is or like what's or something by the closet. Like my closet one has a picture of a ghost rider toy cuz there's a toy right there by the by the closet, so that's kind of what I did. But yeah, no, it's really cool. It's fun to mess around with and yeah, you can do I was doing the mood thing like whenever I was um when I was going to play like Curse of the Moon, like I made all the lights like purple, like dark purple, you know, cuz I kind of felt like like the whole thing or I could make everything red, you know, if I wanted to. I actually did that for Smash Brothers when I beat when I was fighting the boss, I turned all the lights red. You know, so it would be like more more intense and all that. So, so I have been messing around with it for like different different times in the games. So yeah, so yeah, they're cool. I definitely recommend looking into them. I just I just kind of randomly found one that I thought was decently priced and and I wanted to make sure that it would like dim and turn off and on and you know and have different colors and all that stuff and it's fairly cheap. Also, uh, we played. A, did you guys play the fishing tournament this weekend? I didn't
0: i played a very small amount
2: okay uh jess and I did it just we wanted to um we, we wanted to get the get the gold get the gold trophy and uh and we did it like we you know we both had uh, she had a hundred she had a run 100 fish fish bait and i had like 90 i think i had like 87 fish bait and i ran out but uh and she ended up giving me some of hers but we used all of the fish bait that we had total and we made it to over 300 points and we got the gold trophies and we got all of the items and i think they're all exactly the same as before so you didn't really miss anything if you didn't do that but one thing one thing that i found out that's pretty cool there's an app on there's a phone app that i got it's called a uh, it's called acnh guide and it's an animal crossing thing and i heard about it on that same podcast where i heard about the book but it's just, what i think is incredibly cool about it is you can basically, you turn it on, you can tell, you can tell it how many villagers, like what villagers are in your town. Uh, you know, you say like what hemisphere you are and all that. And it'll tell you, like, if you look at it at any time, it'll tell you all of the bugs that are available at that point in time, all the bugs and like the underwater fish and like the regular fish. And that's what I got it for. And it's completely free and it's awesome. Like I've really been enjoying it. Like you turn it on at, like 10 o'clock and it'll tell you, all the bugs that are available. If you you can go in there and say which ones you have, and it'll always have a check mark next to them. It'll show whether you caught it or whether it's in the, whether it's in the museum or not. You can do the same thing with like a, uh, you can do it with all the items. If you want to get that crazy, even though I think there's like 1500,000, there's billions of items, <laughs> but you can go through and check them all off. Same with like DIYs. Uh, I, I did it with my uh, KK slider collection. I went through and checked off all of the songs that are on there. And I was right. I think there's 98 total of all of them. And I'm actually missing like 30 of them. I thought I had a lot more than I, than I did. Cause I can actually go, it'll show you them in the list of where they would show up on your stereo. So you can just like go through and check mark oh. all the ones that you have. And then, you know, the ones that you don't have and it'll help you buy them and stuff like that. So it's, it's been really cool. Like I've been using that to help me catch all the rest of the stuff. So yeah, instead of like, cause I've been like looking, you know, going to like a, like trying to find a random website that shows you like all the bugs. And then you try to find, which ones are, like, in this month, or, like, which ones are out what time. And this one actually really helps you find, like, all the ones that are available now and prepare for the next month and all that. So, and it, it's completely free. I have it on iPhone. I'm sure it's on, on Android as well. But, yeah, it's just called uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons Guide, ACNH Guide. Check it out. It's uh, I was blown away by all the stuff you can do on it. And uh, I, think, uh, I think we can move on if you guys want to talk about some other stuff. I've been talking for a while. Go for it.
0: Well, I didn't buy anything this week. But I'm going to buy Paper Mario. I still
2: you are vowing
0: to do that. I just I'm 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 in the process of moving this week, and uh, I just actually started today. As of uh, us recording this podcast, I started moving from one location to another, and uh, I uh, we just have a lot of stuff we have to buy. It it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it sucks, especially like doing it now because there's just so much random shopping that you forget that you have to do when you move from one place to another. Like you're like. Right. Oh wait! I want to buy this. I need this. We're gonna need this now. Yeah, just all this random stuff. Plus, we had a bunch of stuff we wanted to take to Goodwill. So we just were running around all day long, and of course, wearing the masks, and which is fine. But I'm just—I was actually—and I told her today, I was like, "I'm actually heartened by how many people are wearing—not disheartened, but heartened—because I'd say at least ninety percent of people I saw out and about today were wearing masks. So well, that's good." i was I was surprised, but yeah, we were at a lot of uh kind of chain stores and uh discount stores and stuff in addition to goodwill, just trying to get a bunch of like housewares to make our new home ready to move in and stuff so yeah, just random stuff you think of like plungers and and uh dish racks and random stuff like that, but yeah, we got it all, but uh. Now I kind of have a better idea of what my budget is and I think I can probably afford Paper Mario. I'm just <laughs> I kind of just like took a... I, I, I made a decision a long time ago I was gonna get it. I just don't know if I'm gonna preload it. I might I might buy it next week, but I will I will have played it by the time we record next week. Yeah, I, I was I wondering commit to that.
2: I mean I am glad I'm glad that you're still getting it just because I'm interested in what you I'm think reason, of I wanna play it. And what you think of it. I, I watched a couple of reviews of it and this is this is basically what I gathered from it. And it's probably the same thing that you did. It's basically there's some cool looking parts to it, but it's all about like how much bullshit are you willing to go through to find those parts, which is very much like very much how sticker star was very much how color splash was. And color splash was just too fucking boring for me to play to try to get to the cool parts. Right. And that's, and that's, and I realized that, Paper Mario is just not for me anymore. That's that's fine. And then well, the it, eye
0: candy—it's yeah. like it's all about the eye candy. And yeah. About what can they do with this actual paper aesthetic to? Yeah. Make it look cooler. It's all about how it looks, really. Yeah. Less mean, than, it, yeah. What, than how it plays.
2: I mean, it it looks great. Like, I mean, it looks great. And there, yeah, there's some stuff that I'm like, oh wow, that looks really cool. I want to explore around that. But in the end, like the actual gameplay of it, I think looks incredibly tedious. And boring as fuck. So I'm like, I just, I'm just stepping away from it. Like, I don't think it's, it's not for me. It's fine. You know. Well, I'm the
0: origami ambassador. So yeah, (laughs) I will be, I will be here next week to tell you what I think of it. Yeah. But um, I didn't actually buy it. So it, it would be unplayable anyway. So really nothing to talk about with that this week. But I did want to say like, while I was out and about doing a bunch of shopping today, we decided, you know, Sean, I was like, hey, let's go by Disc Replay. You love Disc Replay. Oh, nice. And I do. I do love Disc Replay. So we went by there, and I was really sad because they had rearranged the place. And, of course, it's just, like, so different now. I haven't been there since probably February. Before all this pandemic stuff was directly affecting, you know, how you could go to businesses and stuff. So the GameCube section was, like, just like a little tiny, a little splash It used to be like its own little section, but a really small section. But now it's just like a little hint. Even smaller.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And it was
0: all sports games with the exception of uh, there's a Spider-Man. There was a Marvel. Was it, is it Ultimate Alliance? Was that on Switch or Uh, was it just Alliance?
2: uh, Ultimate Alliance was on Wii. It wasn't on GameCube.
0: So was it just called Marvel Alliance?
2: Uh, there shouldn't have, no, there, there weren't, none of the Ultimate Alliance games were on GameCube. It was, oh. there, there were the X-Men games, X-Men oh, Legends Oh, it was X-Men, was it there. was the X-Men yeah. one. Yeah, X-Men Legends one, 1 and of. two were before that, but yeah. Yeah,
0: X-Men Legends, that's what it was, sorry. I, I, I'm confusing them because they kind of look the same to me.
2: Yeah, but. I mean, they, they are the same, but X-Men, it was X-Men first and then they did the old Marvel Ultimate after that.
0: Yep, they had that and they had the, uh, they had like a Prince of Persia game, I think, but other than that, it was like almost entirely sports games. So I was really I sad. They,
1: they might've been selling the games. You know, people aren't coming in to, tr- to sell their games to the store anymore, but still maybe they were selling the games online. And that's actually, why stuck, while I was there, could be. it
0: sounded like that's like all the other people that were in the store, like had these big boxes of stuff they were selling. Like it, it seemed like we might've been, you know, there was only for maybe eight people in the store total. And outside, it's posted. I think a maximum of like fourteen can be in the store, and um, yeah, there are literally people standing in line just trying to sell their shit off. So I was really surprised that I didn't see more GameCube stuff. I was really hoping that people have been trying to like liquidate that. And the whole, like I said, the whole store had been laid out differently, and it was just a little too much to handle for me. And and with the new precautions and like just. You know, you can't really you don't feel like you can really peruse and dawdle like you got to like get in and get out. And I started to feel anxious after being there about five minutes. And and so we skedaddled. But it still was kind of cool to go in there. You know, it still exists. It's still a thing. And I like that place. So I hope to get back there at some point and maybe buy something. But yeah, unfortunately, nothing really stood out today. We almost bought a Just Dance game for Wii U just to buy something. And uh Shauna loves those games, but eh. Wasn't worth wasn't worth it.
2: Just just yeah. dance for, for what? For Wii?
0: It was just Dance twenty fifteen for the Wii U. <laughs> nice. It was like four dollars. I think it was like four bucks, like three ninety nine. And so we were thinking about just buying that just to say we bought something at Disc Replay, but yeah. we didn't really want to wait in line. Like I said, there was two lines and both yeah. of them were people trying to sell stuff and they were like going item by item through it. And we're like, let's just leave. It's weird here right now. So we left and, you know, we kept on our our uh, shopping, not really a shopping spree, but our, our shopping expedition to try to, to get everything we need for our house. But uh, one game I've played a lot this week, actually, was Minecraft. And I talked about it a little bit last episode. But The nether. Right, yeah. I want to check out this nether. So th- what I decided that I would do, because of where my home or where my spawn point was located as of last week when I I spoke on the podcast, I had found the spot where I could get a whole bunch of obsidian. So I went back there and I just grabbed a bunch of obsidian and I decided I was just going to go down into the nether. And I was going to use the fact that I think it's, I should have looked this up before the episode, but I think it's one block in the real world is seven or no one block in the nether is seven in the real world. So, you know, you can create these really long tunnels in the nether that'll let you warp across these huge, like, spaces in um, the top world. And so I just, like, went all different cardinal directions with my portals and just, like, built these little tiny, like, houses with just the most basic of equipment, like a furnace, a bed, a treasure box, you know, a craft table. I've just got, I decided to just go around and like have all these little houses everywhere. And I've never played that way before. You know, I've done that with like having maybe two going at once, but I got to where I was like having so much fun, like going around and building these, all these separate houses that actually got confused at one point. Like I died and I'm like, shit, where do I go now? Cause like, which, which house was I at when I got killed? And like, what path through the nether do I have to take to get to the special portal that takes me to that? But uh, it's still been a lot of fun. Like, And I found like in the new update, it looks like either I'm just playing, the way I'm playing is revealing things different, differently to me or I got a good seed. I don't know, but I'm just seeing, like, I found a bunch of villages. I found a couple of undersea uh, fortresses. I can't remember what they're called, strongholds, the, the underwater palace things. And uh, I found a stronghold in the nether already. I found two different desert temples. So it just seems like there's a whole lot of stuff to discover in this little world that I've been playing. So I've been having a really good time with it. And uh yeah, I'm going through another little Minecraft phase, I think. So it's oh, been yeah. a good it's been a good time, especially in my you know, Animal Crossing kind of scratching that same itch for me a little bit. Not a whole lot happening in that. Um in Animal Crossing I'm still at four stars, gonna be there for a while, I'm sure. Um, I only played the fishing tournament for about 30 minutes cause I had to work, but I ended up using up all of my bait really quickly last night. Like, cause I checked in and uh, CJ was on my Island and I had no idea he was, I was like, let's just make a bunch of money. Huh. So I just went to the ocean and just kept throwing my bait and catching fish and, um, selling all of them to him. And I ended up getting like a few fish I didn't have yet. Um, like i got i think i got a shark that i didn't have yet and i got like a puffer fish and some other stuff i hadn't caught yet so it worked out well for me and now i'm up i'm sitting at like almost 4.5 million in my savings account yeah which is which is useless really but still still keeps bringing me back to the game more money more money less problems because that's not how animal crossing works
2: we uh i, I wish just uh Just and i were just playing a little bit earlier and uh she she C J was in her town too and she's like she's like, Damn C J like way too soon. She's like, I'm not ready to see you because we just you know, because of the fish tournament on Saturday. Yeah, All within that.
0: days like yeah, yeah I saw <laughs> C J again too. Um I did have another uh meteor shower, so that was nice, but the the recipe Celeste Gaming was so dumb, it was like a, a lily wand, it was some kind of flower wand. It had nothing to do with
2: Yeah, I have stars. I have like five wands. It's stupid.
0: Yeah, I don't care about the wands anymore. They were yeah. cool at first, but I only need one type, which is the fish wand.
2: Yeah, I mean, and they all they all do the same thing. You can't even put like different right. items on different ones. So, what's the point? It's it's all yeah. Aesthetic. If you could yeah. carry
0: like four wands and each one had like six costumes or whatever, that'd be different. But yeah, I did get a chance to briefly check out the new stuff on the um, any or on the uh, online service, which you know, like you just talked about, trade the. Dokyun Country and all that. And I did actually do the glitch.
2: Mm-hmm. I,
0: I tried Saw to it. do it. Yeah, I tried doing it without looking online to see if I could remember how to do it. And I thought, and I basically did remember how to do it correctly. I just didn't give my, I think I just didn't give myself enough space between the wall and where I was standing. Like I just needed to back up a little bit more. But uh, the uh the YouTube video I found that helped me out was called the, Monkey humping glitch. Uh-huh. So if you're trying to find out how to do this, look that up on YouTube. But, and you know, maybe don't say share or you know go to private mode or whatever if you don't want that in your history. But uh-huh. yeah, monkey humping glitch was what I, the video I looked at, and it showed me how to do it. And I immediately was able to recreate it. Like it was so easy to do. And so if you check out my Twitter, I posted a video of myself riding myself. Isn't which is it? Why a- I said Donkey Kong on Donkey Kong action.
2: And it, isn't it like if you run, isn't it like if you run where the Donkey Kong is like, arr, arr, like under you, right? Because I remember it being really weird. Like, because I watched that's the...
0: that's the way the glitch plays out in the YouTube video. But the way I got it to work out, it's just Donkey Kong walking normally with another Donkey Kong riding him.
2: Yeah. Did you try the, I mean, but you tried running, right? Like, you try like holding Y and, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And, I,
0: and anytime I press any other button or even if I jump, it would turn back to Rambi. Oh weird! So I think I might have just been whatever state I was in when I initiated the glitch. It has to do with how it plays out. But I did do a save state, so that's kind of fun. Like I can actually go back and try some variations of it and see how to do it in different ways because it's kind of fun that the the fact that you can save state the glitch once you and and it's not a thing I ever thought of doing before, but yeah. So So I can go back and fuck around with that glitch all I want now that it's safe stated on my snes online so maybe i'll post some more weird videos <laughs> using that glitch if i find out more things to do with it but yeah it's definitely worth checking out donkey Kong country on the nes or the yeah the snes online just because it's a great game but
2: well, why don't you since, try uh, that glitch i was gonna say since, since some people listening to this probably don't know how to do it why don't you just uh give them a quick uh how to on uh on doing that glitch
0: Yeah, I can do that. So uh, it's the very first level. You go off to the right, you know, the the normal progression of the level as you would, but make sure you don't, you know, jump up from above on the tree and follow the arrow to bust out the steel keg. Let that stay in the ground. Go off to the right and, you know, eliminate as many enemies as you want. You know, you probably want a pretty clear path, but you're going to be coming back with Rambi, so... Just use your own discretion with how well you think you can come back without getting hit, but uh, I just like to eliminate all the enemies as I go off to the right, and um, you'll just keep going. You'll get to the midpoint, and then right after that's when you get the Rambi, the first Rambi crate. You jump on that. You get on Rambi. Take Rambi all the way back to the beginning of the level, and that's when you go ahead and get up top and open up the uh, steel, steel barrel. You can do that while you're riding Rambi if you want. You can jump all the way up and jump. and Or you can just ditch him, and he can be like two or three screens away before he, before Janitor takes care of him. Yeah. Um, but you want him to stay on the screen. And what you end up doing is you go and you do the, one of the first secrets I think that they ever showed you in Donkey Kong Country was that you could get that barrel, throw it against that, that steel keg, throw it against the wall on the far left of the screen at the very beginning, and then as it's bouncing back towards you, you jump on it, and you can ride it through the level. But what you need to do is you need to have Rambi standing there just a little beyond where you would hop on the barrel after throwing it, and then as you're rolling towards Rambi, you, you like hit the button to pick it up, which I think is like you hold the Y button, and then you'll mount Rambi, and then the barrel will... F- will die it's like because rambi hits it Mm. but then rambi turns into donkey kong
2: i always remembered it as like the barrel and and uh rambi becoming one or it or like that being that but i guess yeah i know you're saying that it it just knocks it away it seems uh more complicated than i thought but no it's definitely yeah yeah. donkey
0: kong is trying to pick up the barrel and trying to get on the rhino at the same time and Mm. i've seen I've, i've in the in the comment section for uh monkey humping glitch um. Somebody says something like, "This wasn't. This isn't a glitch. This is an Easter eggs the developers put in there for themselves." And that's just one YouTube commentary. I don't know mm. if that's true. Yeah. But I do kind of like to think that the 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 developers were like, "Man, what if Donkey Kong wrote Donkey Kong? We got it. We got to make that happen just for us. It's just <laughs> for us."
2: That that guy. I mean, that was that guy was the was the uncle that worked in Nintendo or something. <laughs> you know. That guy who's commenting and then. obviously he knows you know things.
0: fits right in the. Right in the weird uncle realm because he wants Donkey to ride Donkey Kong. Oh god! Yeah. But it's a it's a cool little glitch. It's it's nothing's gonna come of it like other than it just looks cool and I think it's interesting because some of these glitches that are in these old games got patched, so to speak, when like uh, Greatest Hits editions were released later. You know, new editions of the cartridges came out. Thinking about like this really crazy glitch that's in the first Ocarina of Time. Uh, cartridge that you can't find in like later releases of it um, that stuff gets fixed, but I'm very surprised that even up until now on the on the uh the switch release of it, you could still do that so kudos you can do it on the Wii version I've heard as well, but mm-hmm. Yeah, kudos to Rare or whomever or whatever. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for being lazy and leaving in there is really what it comes down to.
2: Oh, I them. don't. I don't want them to change anything though. I want it to be the same as it was, warts and all. You know, I want it to be the same game that I, that I remember.
0: DK on DK action and all.
2: Yeah, it's great but, though. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it's on there. It's a lot of fun. I know. I know the game's been. Some people think it's you know not as good as it used to be, but I think it's still fun. Like I had a great time playing it.
0: I mean, I yeah, I think it's great. I think. Yeah, I think Donkey Kong Country holds up really well. But yeah, I so also was a- I was also right there with the hype train mm-hmm. at the time, so it is kind of ingrained in my psyche as a as a gamer.
1: I hear people talk more about how the visuals don't hold up, and that I guess I can kind of agree with. They're not as eye catching as the other comparison is, is uh, uh, Yoshi's Island. How Yoshi's Island, you know, was advanced but underappreciated at the time, and now that still looks great. Yeah. But Donkey Kong yeah. Country looks, you know, like a 16-bit game. So,
0: I'd yeah. say Donkey Kong Country still looks like something that might have been a launch PlayStation One gamer, you know. And, and yeah. that's not even saying, speaking from like as someone who really understands how that would work, but it doesn't look like it would have worked on the Super Nintendo when you just thinking like layman's terms of what everything else looks like. So that's why I could totally say I think the visual style holds up, not stylistically not in the sense that that's what people want to see nowadays but it really did it really did a very special thing with how the sprites moved and and at the time it was just kind of mind-blowing
1: seeing that yeah all the animation
0: that's, and the kind of late like characters interacting with each other and
1: uh,
2: i i think yeah, the, that's something uh, that, uh,
1: that I, I it's hard to it's hard to tell younger people how like revolutionary that looked like Mm -hmm. It was right around what that was 1994, right? So it was Mm -hmm. like a year before the movie Toy Story. And um, to see that on the screen was just like, partly like, what am I looking at? I had the same experience with Star Fox. Again, it was like, how am I looking at this? I don't understand it. You know what I mean? Um, Like, as you're playing, you're like,
0: I don't even know how I'm doing what I'm doing right now, but somehow my my lizard brain is playing like I've never before
1: me. Like I've never seen anything like this before. Mhm. There was that that with Donkey Kong Country, uh, Star Fox, and then a couple of the games in mm-hmm. that era.
2: Yeah, I think I think it still looks good. I think the animation's really good. Like especially like I just I just beat the game and just and I beat it and it and at the very end it has a has that cool animation where Donkey Kong and Diddy kind of like fight back and forth. I think I think that still looks really cool. That whole the whole little thing that it's like a 30 second thing. I recorded it and put it on Twitter. But I mean, it's uh yeah it's it's I think that in itself is just fun, you know, like all the animations and the way the characters move, maybe some of the backgrounds might look a little a little like aged, but I still think for the most part, it looks good, especially like the weather effects, like I still really like you know where it like rains, and then when you get towards the end of the level, like it the sun comes out and it changes, or like especially like the one of one of the worst levels in the whole game, like I think it's like the the barrel ice one. Where it's like snowing and then it keeps snowing and until like the it's like snow it's it, there's like nothing there but there's snow all around, and then it like starts snowing in the background and then it starts coming to the middle ground and then there's like snow in the foreground, and there's like different layers of snow happening to make you feel like you're in this blizzard. I still think it looks really cool, you know, and then there's some crazy uh barrel shit after that so where it's like uh, so but yeah, let's yeah, no.
0: say take you know take this game and just like you're saying those elements of like yeah barrel blaster or snow barrel blast that's a great example of like a level that really used all the different resources super well to make this super epic experience for a, like a 2d side-scrolling level and then also and then like compare that to Final Fantasy 7 on the PlayStation one sure that game blew people's minds but what game stands up visually today it creates that same sort of like uh-huh. emotional reaction if you play it like you can still play snow barrel blast and feel the the escalation of it as it goes and the, the snow increasing and all that. Like you go back and you play like final fantasy seven on the PlayStation one and you're just kind of like squinting at these pre-rendered backgrounds. Okay. So what's happening?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, I played final fantasy seven like 10 years ago, but it was, you know, it was, it was like on, on the virtual console on PS3. So it was very much like, I'm like what is that? Like a lot, a lot of that like you know 3D characters on flat backgrounds is difficult to figure out what's what, you know. So by that by that rationale I think Donkey Kong Country is much easier to play between the two but of I'd them. I'd
0: say yeah that's about it for this week and this, Yeah, we we played uh obviously we played the game that we spoke to the uh to our interviewee about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I, I, thought was, little, I thought that was that was a good I'm interview. Playing that and I've still been doing pretty I've still been making progress in that, and as of the post-interview, I'm at the next series of stages, so I'm in the fourth series of stages now. Or I'm about, no, wait, I'm one star short of being in the fourth series of stages.
2: Yeah, that that part's kind of, it's kind of hard to go back and get more stars for previous levels to unlock the other ones. I found that kind of tedious, but... I made it through, thankfully.
0: I also just got three stars in this level, and I have no idea how.
2: Yeah, that happened a couple times, too, (laughs) for me. Because I was like,
0: as I was playing, the stars went to, it looked like they were going away, but then when I finally was done with the level, I had three stars.
2: Oh, I, I know some of those with bosses, you have to do it in a certain time amount, where, like, you'll automatically have three stars if you do it in this time amount before it changes to two or whatever. But one of them I thought I was doing completely awful, and it's like, three stars, and I'm like cool and then just go on Mm. to the next thing you know so
0: whatever i do look forward to trying it out multiplayer and currently nobody i hang out with would play this with me yeah probably (laughs) in any kind of a serious way which is not very many people that i'm hanging out
2: with yeah i mean me too same situation i someday whenever everybody can hang out together i'll try it at at a at a you know i play games or something whenever you know if if that ever happens again who knows
0: but I'd say that's pretty much it for me this week, and I may mean, I have even less to say next week, other than a little bit of Paper Mario, because real life stuff, yo, yeah,
1: it mm-hmm. away
0: from my video game time.
1: Well, uh, I didn't play much this week new, but I did get a threatening package in the mail
2: today that I need to <laughs> discuss.
4: <laughs>
2: oh yeah, uh, I got a package as well that Jeremy uh, sent out. Some well, what did he send, John?
1: Well, I got
2: Wario <laughs> and
1: the poison mushroom, Perler beads. W- Waluigi? Is that Wario? Or, excuse me, Waluigi. Right, yeah. I misspoke. Waluigi, yep. So, yes. Thank you. These are beautiful. <laughs>
0: I wanted to, and it was my goal, like back when Mar- uh, Super Mario Maker 2 came out, my goal was to make a Perler for everybody based on their first level they made. And that was kind of an incomplete goal. Because I didn't get around to like make one for Jess, unfortunately. Exactly, like based on the level she made. But I mean, you, I
2: did. Try- you made you made a piranha plant for. her.
0: That's true. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was trying my best to like to do that. So that was a, that was a shout out, to, obviously, to Ugly Baby. You probably got
1: that. But this is the Ugly Baby. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's Ugly Baby. And then Waluigi is just because I'm a jerk and I know you hate Waluigi. So yes, I mean, you're a really <laughs> shitty. It's like a really shitty Waluigi that I made. It was one of the. It was probably the second thing I ever made. I think it was the second thing I ever made. And like the color beads I had just happened to be the right ones to make a Waluigi, and then I ended up melting it, melting it really bad. So he kind of looks
1: like a zombie a little bit.
2: And I appreciate him.
1: I appreciate him. (laughs) But now I have
2: to display Waluigi somewhere in my house.
1: So
0: (laughs) 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 got
2: me. And if and if anybody would like, if anybody's jealous and they want those pearly beads, if you support us at the ten dollar level on Patreon, we will send the, some to you as well. Just so you know. But uh, yeah, I think I, what I might do is I might
1: stick a magnet on the back, if you don't mind, and put it on my fridge. I'll oh, yeah, do yeah. whatever
0: you like. That's yours.
1: Yeah, I
2: also I got
0: throw in a garbage disposal. You know, that's yours.
2: <laughs> I would not do that. I say, don't do, don't do that. Um. Yeah, I got some as well. You, you sent me a uh, you sent me a KK, which is cool. Like a like a that was your birthday present. A, yeah. a bit KK, and also you sent uh, ghosts to Jess. Uh, booze, so she she likes those. We yeah. they're they're already kind of. I sent some pictures to the Slack, but yeah, they're already kind of put all over the apartment.
4: I
0: appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. it's cool to see that uh, proliferation of My Little. A little beat art, but yeah, a little, like, uh, I didn't have a car, and of course, all the stuff that's been happening, it just, like, was really hard to ship stuff out, so. Yeah, for Last sure. Last week, I finally just bought a bunch of envelopes and mailed everything all at once, and it was a good feeling, just feeling my, uh, feeling my little projects scattering across the country from East Coast to West Coast and in between.
2: Send those pearlers out.
0: Yeah, one of our patrons got his this week as well, or I guess he got like his last week.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so shout out to David
0: Hutchinson and, uh, hope you enjoy your Mega Man 2 purlers, which so he seems like he does from what he posted.
2: Yeah. And, and I, and, and also apologies for getting the cross stitch out when we did, it was the same sort of thing. It was hard to get to, it was hard to get to the, um, to, to mail anything just because everything is kind of a mess as of right now, but I'm glad that we were able to get that out to him as well. So, and then he got it eventually. But if there's nothing else you want to talk about, we can move on. Except yeah, for me. Perfect. All right, cool. Well, let's take a break real quick, and then we'll come back and talk about rumors and stuff. We'll so, so be right back. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon
1: and supporting Nintendo Domain.
0: Just go to patreon.com/slash Nintendo Main Podcast and. Hey, Mario, let go! Whoa, whoa, whoa,
4: whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. He's
2: throwing us back to the show! So long, Bowser! Ah! Ah, uh, patreon.com/slash Nintendo Podcast! Game over! Welcome back. We're going to talk about some news and such, and some rumors, whatnot. Here is the news. I promise you, it's the news. First off, talk about like what's released this year, this week. There's not a whole lot of stuff new, but we we talked about Paper Mario Origami King that is out now. It's getting a you know, it's it's getting reviewed as of right now. People have different ideas about it. I'll be interested. So it, will, to see. it will
0: be out as of the time this is released.
2: It will be, yeah, it will be out. I'm, yeah, like I said, I decided to pass on it, but there, there are some cool. There, it does look cool. It's just, I don't know. I I really wish they would stop. Just why can't they just embrace the RPG Chris, elements instead Chris of Kohler removing really liked them? It. Yeah, I mean,
0: Chris well, Kohler, uh, who we've had on the show?
2: Yeah, I mean, Nadia Oxford liked it too, but still. From what they're... I, it, I don't know.
0: She likes she likes Sticker Star, too, though, I think.
2: I mean, I, I think she just realized that it's... She's just considering it what it is now. What it's become. I mean, this... For anybody who wants a, a, a Thousand Year Door revival, I think you should just give up on it. Because it's not going to happen.
0: Play Bug Fables, right? I have heard good things.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about playing Bug, bug Fables, but... As of right now, I'm just going to stick with cross Code. I was like, I can buy bug, bug Fables. If I'm if I'm really itching for Paper Mario when it comes out, I'll get Bug Fables. But I have plenty of other stuff to, to get to play, so I don't necessarily need to get it right now. But also, you know, depending on this rumor thing that we're going to talk about, I might be trying to save some money for that. But yeah, Paper Mario Origami King comes out this week on Friday. But also, um, Story of Seasons, Friend of Millet Mineral Town is coming out. Which is what is is like a remaster of the original Game Boy Advance Harvest Moon, which actually isn't called Harvest Moon now. Now it's called uh, Story of Seasons. But uh, for anyone who's played, you know, who's played like Stardew Valley, and maybe they're like sick of that, and you want to play the game that inspired Stardew Valley, check it out. Like I actually have, what was it? I I played a lot of Harvest Moon sixty four, which is a game that I really liked, which is actually. This is kind of like a sequel to that, or like the Game Boy Advance was like a sequel to that. But um, I remember talking to I talked to Bob Mackey at one of the um, Midwest Gaming Classics about it. and told him about how I really wanted to play the '64 one again. And I was like, I really want to play '64 one, but it's too expensive. Like everywhere I found it, it was like 60 dollars $60 or above. You know, on on the show floor. He's like, play the Game Boy one, and that, and I bought it on uh, Wii U because you can get it on Wii U still for like eight bucks. And uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's it was exactly what I wanted. It plays a lot like the sixty four one, but it's a little bit better. But maybe people who played a lot of Stardew might like. I don't know. You might be a little disappointed with it because it's not as advanced as that game is. But it still is a cool like callback. If you want to like see what like the original Harvest Moon games were like, you can check that out. And it's coming out this week. So I'm I just...
0: a fairly certain friend of the show Fuchsia will be playing it on her stream. So yeah, she will. It's be uh... a place to check it out if you want to see it.
2: Yeah, and I think uh, Twitch has been doing where it shows links to people that you follow and all that, so her, there's actually a link to her channel on our channel now, so that's pretty cool. 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 So if you go to twitch.tv slash podcast you can find it. But yeah, no, that's that's one that I would, if I had some extra money, I'd, I mean, I already have it on Wii U. If I want to play it, I could play the Wii U one, but I do, Same. I'm just saying right now that it's a good game. If somebody's looking for that type of game, I, rec- I recommend it because I, I do think it's good.
0: You're so, saying you have the Wii U version of the, or the emulated version?
2: On yeah, I, Wii U. I have the Game Boy Advance version on my Same. Wii U, yeah. So, and know. it's, and it's good. And I played it a lot, actually. I think I played it so much that when I got Stardew Valley, I was kind of tired of it. And that's why I didn't like fall into Stardew Valley like you did because I had been playing the Game Boy Advance one for so long that I was like, oh, this is kind of the same thing. So, so yeah, that was that. But those, those are the two major releases of the week. Of course, there's the NES Super Nintendo update. You know, like we said before, Donkey Kong Country, Natsume Championship Wrestling, and Immortal are out right now. Also, I you know, I forgot to mention this, but I, I went to the Super Famicom thing as well, and I played, a, it's called Super Donkey Kong on there, like the Donkey Kong Country on the in the Japanese version. And it also has a different it has a different title and some and there's some Japanese in like the maps and stuff like that. So if you want to see what Donkey Kong looked like in Japan, you can do that. And also Shin Megami Tensei is on there. I played about a minute of it because it's all is in. Is that
0: tra- SNES or NES?
2: That's Super Nintendo. Shin Megami Tensei. Okay,
0: so that was Super Famicom.
2: Yeah, Super Famicom. I haven't played I haven't messed around with the Famicom one yet. I don't know if there's anything Different on that, but no. I, I played some of Shin Megami Tensei just because I really wanted to, and yeah, it's, it looks great. I really wish uh, I really wish you could play it in English because I'm really interested to play it. But I, I captured a thing for Twitter. It's like a basically the first thing I see is like a naked guy hang, hanging from a cross, and I'm like, yeah, this is so Shin Megami Tensei because <laughs> I know a lot of those games deal with like uh, you destroying de- deities and, and God and all that stuff, so. Yeah. Uh, right off the bat, there's, like, a Jesus character there, and I'm like, all it right, It starts
0: man. Uh, with, yeah, and you see Jesus get tortured, and then the next scene, it's like, go find a hat for this rabbit. Well, I mean... It, 18 it, hours later, it's like, kill God.
2: Well, it, it actually... Because I was able to translate some of it with my Google Translate, that could actually kind of pull it off of the screen, but the Jesus character you see actually becomes your very first, like, persona thing that you capture or demon or whatever you want to call it. So oh, the guy okay. who's like on the cross, like gets off of the cross and then you name him and then it becomes <laughs> a character that you use. So I got that far and I was able to translate it enough to figure out that was what it was. And then it's like, here, use some, here's some stuff to use for it. And it has like, you know, it has like pseudo, pseudo 3d hallways. So it looks very much like, um, it, it kind of reminds me of like what they did or what was it? A uh, final Ph- fantasy star one. It kind of reminds me of that. You know, like if you remember Fantasy Star. We I know you played mm-hmm. the re release of it, the Sega Ages one. Where you're like you're going through the like three D hallways, but it's like a eight bit uh-huh. game. It kinda reminds me of that. It's uh, like okay. it looks kinda like Wolfenstein. You're not controlling it, but it shows you going through like this these this three D hallway thing and yeah. But it's worth checking out if you want to just fuck around and see how it works. You know, I just played the first five minutes of it, but it's, I'm glad it's on there. I really wish it was on... I really wish it was translated. I'm sure you can get something through Etsy or eBay or whatever. Maybe get a translated cartridge. That type of thing. I actually... I was looking. I, I found a... Was it? I found Ease... What is it? Ease like 3 and 4. You can buy those for Super Nintendo for fairly cheap. I don't know if they're translated or if they actually came out. Same with like Genesis. There's one on Genesis as well that I thought about getting maybe later if I have money to throw around. I could get one of them for like... Twelve fifteen dollars. So that's another thing. But yeah, yeah, those are those that came out. Um, yeah, as far as, as far as sales and stuff, I think it's still pretty much the same stuff as before. But uh, let's talk about some of the non E three stuff, which I did want to say that in the intro, but I forgot to. We're we're still stuck in this never ending E three E three. There, like we said before, there was a Paper Mario uh, live stream thing from Treehouse Live. And uh, I felt like I didn't really watch much of it, but from what I heard, it kind of showed the same thing. They didn't really show a whole lot more. I
1: I didn't watch it either. I watched. I tuned in for like ten minutes. Hmm.
2: Yeah, the only thing I tuned in for was what we talked briefly about earlier. But the part that I wanted to tune in for was the. um, They said, "Oh, there's going to be a big reveal from uh, Way Forward." Uh, if anybody's not familiar with WayForward, they've done a whole lot of. Uh, they did like a Double Dragon game. They did like River City Girls. Uh, they've, they've done. They've done a lot of like uh, retro-inspired games, and I'm like, oh, cool! Like, what, what? What would that be? You know, and and of course, always my first go to every time, just because it's kind of trolling, but I do it anyway. As I always say, Star Tropics Three. That's always my first guess for anything, <laughs> just because I want it to happen in some What's way.
0: Your own mother for. Or Mother 3, rather. Yeah,
2: I did actually see somebody in the comments of that, of one of the other directs, saying Mother 4. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. We've moved on. Now we want Mother 4. We're tired of waiting for Mother 3. <laughs> now, now we'll ask for another one. No, uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, it can be all this different stuff. I know, John, you had an idea for it too, right? Yeah, well,
1: first of all, when they, they put out the tweet, they said the, there was a first reveal in gameplay for a title in a franchise new to Developer Way Forward. And so. Then everyone went nuts and everybody was thinking about all different first party things and myself included, right? I thought, what have we not seen in a while? First party, um that, that would be a good fit for a Mario presentation, right? Cause it's mainly about, uh, origami king. And I thought Super Mario strikers, like people want a strikers. They want another one. That would be great. You know,
2: that made sense to me. I thought, I thought that maybe that would be. From the, was it Next Level? Is it the guys who do that? Whoever, yeah. whoever did, um, whoever did the Luigi's Mansion 3, they yeah. also did Strikers because there is a Strikers poster in Luigi's Mansion in the, uh, in the movie level that you get to, which is pretty cool. And I figured that maybe that, like, hinted that they had another one in the works. I saw a lot of people on Twitter, uh, that Wario Land was trending. Like, people was hoping that it was, like, maybe Wario Land 5 or something like that, which that would be interesting. I'd be into that too, you know, if that was what it was, but. Right. And, and then yeah. so they pretty much threw water on on that and they within
1: like 2 hours they put out a second tweet they said uh please note that Wayford's
2: new title featured in
1: Nintendo Treehouse Live is based on a third party property
2: yeah yeah so so they so that was that yeah so they shut that down that down so then everybody was kind of like oh well maybe it's they're like oh well maybe it's uh maybe it's Castlevania like maybe it's like something else you know mostly i just yeah, heard people we were trying to think what it was and then on our, our
1: slack channel jeremy pretty much got right down the, the correct path he said I maybe yeah. it's based on a, a movie or, or a tv show
0: yeah that's kind of what i was thinking when i heard third party i was like it must be based off of like something like in pop culture or whatever
2: yeah and then it ended up being uh the game that we all wanted a version of. Uh, Bakuga, Bakugan. What is it? Bakugan,
0: <laughs> Bakugan, yeah.
2: Bakugan. Which honestly, we're all huge fans, as you can tell. <laughs> we are. <laughs> it, it was kind of funny because the first thing I thought was Beyblade. I thought it was the. I think too. we were
0: all we were all there. I, I thought, thought it was Beyblade the twisty.
2: uh What did what did what did you call it? Crossfire. It's like it's like a new version uh-huh. of Crossfire for anybody who's old enough to remember that game. But yeah, no, that's what I thought of, and it's. I guess it's like it looks like a Pokemon knockoff. It's like there's a kid walking through uh, walk through town. There's monsters and stuff. I honestly didn't really look that much at it. I think I no. watched. I think I watched the trailer and then I was kind of like, okay. And then I didn't watch the gameplay because I'm sorry, I'm not going to get it. I mean, that's not really. Yeah. It's not something I'm interested in unless it ends yeah, up. Yeah, it just didn't yeah. check
0: the boxes for me personally. I but. watched
2: enough to see that it was Bakugan, and then I turned it off. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it
0: looked a little bit like Pokemon and I still have a lot to do in Pokemon, so yeah. I don't
2: need another one. I mean if it ends up being some sort of in-depth RPG that like rivals Pokemon, like then I'll check it out. But as far as Bakugan, I didn't even know I mean I'm sure I I'd completely forgotten about it, or forgot that it was even a thing, or forgot that anybody cared. But if if we if there are any Bakugan fam fans that are listening to this that are just like screaming at their at their phone right now, uh, send us an email. I'd love to have somebody on the show who's big into Bakugan because I don't. That really would
0: know, be actually really. Cool. I don't
2: really know what it is. So, uh, yeah, uh, Podcast at Gmail dot com. Drop School us.
0: School some Bakugan like why are we wrong for yeah not caring?
2: I I don't think I've seen anybody. I'm sure if I I'm sure if I like uh searched enough on the internet I could find like the you know the deep the deep web Bakugan, Bakugan group on Reddit or something like that and find somebody through there, but. You never know. They're already know. livid. Yeah, <laughs> I want to find that guy that's excited I think those about. Those guys it. are saying that about Bakugan. Yeah, I'm like, I want, I want to know like who's who's excited about Bakugan. Yeah, so that was that was the Nintendo thing. Um, I watched, I watched the Devolver Direct. I watched like all of it, and I guess somebody found that funny, but I thought it was fucking ridiculous and awful. I don't know if you guys watched any of that I direct.
0: I didn't watch it in I didn't
2: watch it either. It's fucking weird. Like, well, I watched it just because, you know, like, you know, like, like you've said, like uh, my friend Pedro and like, and like Katana Zero, like there's a lot of games that, the indie games that's that have true. come out of there mm-hmm. that are really good. And that's why I was like, I expected something to come out of it, but. They they did a really weird presentation. Like there's one of the one of the CEOs like travels back in time, like Terminator style, and there's like blood all over the place, and they're like screaming at the camera at times, and it's like this like almost like high budget thing, but none of it's funny at all. And I don't know, man, it was a weird fucking video. And I watched the rest of it just out of sheer curiosity because it was so strange, and it's only like 20 minutes long, but. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. But they they were like okay, so like there's maybe two Switch games that got announced in that. One of them you play this giant uh alien blob thing that I guess is supposed to kind of be like the thing if you were playing as the thing, which is cool. I like the thing. But it's funny because it was actually presented by somebody in a giant alien blob suit in in the direct. So they went there. They went there in a lot of ways in that uh I don't know. Maybe maybe you guys are drunk sometime and you want to see a uh, you want you want to see a direct that tried to be different than all the other directs? Maybe watch that one. I do kind of like that they got super bloody with it. There's a whole lot of gore in it like for for the for a direct, so they definitely went there in some ways. I don't know and I think in the credits there's even a random there's even a random thing of Suda like with uh no more heroes in there, which I thought like for one split second. There was more, they were doing no, another like No More Heroes trolling thing in there, which doesn't even have anything to do with Devolver Digital, which would be funny if it was in there. But there's a guy sitting by a TV screen for like one second in the credits that looks mm-hmm. like Suda and the thing on the TV screen to me looks like No More Heroes. If it's different, you know, at me on Twitter or whatever. But yeah, it was, it was a weird mm-hmm. thing. Uh, there's that one and there was another one. There was another like indie game. I don't remember the name of it and I couldn't actually tell what it was about. But it, but they actually falsely said that it was available now on Switch, and it's actually not. So that was another thing because it, it's not on the eShop anywhere, as a as a pre as a pre purchase or in any other any way, shape, or form. So that's what happened. And then uh, Ubisoft had a direct. I guess I didn't. I was trying to think about any. I was trying to think about any Ubisoft property that I actually cared about, and I couldn't think of any of them. So I really haven't been following it aside from their like. Uh, Acu- you know, them being another abusive company that people don't seem to be saying much about in the middle of their direct. It's mostly what I heard from that. But did you guys get any other opinions of that? I did watch it.
0: I mean, I looked and saw, basically, I was kind of following the whatever the, what was being said more on Twitter, more than actually researching it myself. Just kind of getting the impression that there was a huge, there were a bunch of elephants in the room and they were like, Uh, we pre-recorded all this, so we're not going to talk about any of that. Yeah. This. They're just kind of, like, passing the buck, even though, apparently, that's been, stuff's been reported about that since, like, June, like, the middle of June. That uh, shit's been going
2: down okay. at Ubisoft. So, yeah,
0: I don't know. Just sounds like another toxic developer, like you
2: were saying. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know what? I, I did I did actually watch some of it. I did watch, I watched, like, the Ubisoft thing in four minutes, like, they did something on IGN. And basically, all I gathered from it was, like, there's a new Far Cry with Gus in there from Breaking Bad. And, uh, there's a fucking, there's, there's a watchdogs game that I guess is also like a Fortnite style thing. That's kind of what I gathered from it. It's not anything I'm interested in. So this I is don't a- know.
0: I thought, I thought about it a little bit. I was like, do I, I almost kind of feel bad for Gus. The guy who plays Gus, which I can't, I wish I, I knew
1: his name off the top of my head. That Carlo Esposito.
0: I mean, he's a great actor. Yeah, yeah that, his character in Breaking Bad was. Oh
2: no, he's he's awesome. He's iconic. Yeah, and I and
0: I haven't watched Better Call Saul, but I guess he's in there too. But
2: also, um, don't don't forget. Most importantly, he's in he's in Do the Right Thing. He's in fucking Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing, which if you guys cool. haven't watched that race, recently, watch it again. It's awesome. But yeah, no, a, a very a very young uh, Gus is in that one, and he's awesome in that. He's also but. He was in the Star Wars show, too, in uh, in The Mandalorian. He's in that as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's All the last right.
0: place I saw him. Now mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah, he was like a really pissed off uh, Sith. But he, uh, he uh, you know, had done the whole thing on Twitter being like, I have a big video game thing that I can't announce yet, but I'm excited to, you know, blah, blah. An announcement of an announcement kind of thing. And I saw some buzz, like, building up about, like, what's this thing he's going to be doing and turns out you know he's the villain of the new far cry game and that's pretty huge and that does kind of suck for him i guess that what's going on with ubisoft now like maybe for him this felt like a pretty big moment in his career and it may be overshadowed by all all this other shit and rightfully so but it still sucks like i guess for him if he's not involved in any of that which i don't think he would be he doesn't work at ubisoft
2: Mm -hmm. it kind of it it felt like another like a was cyberpunk 20 uh, whatever that is 2077 it right. kind of seemed like it's like you know here's we have keanu reeves and it's like here's we have uh
0: now that you know. graphics are to this point we can just have you know norman Reedus or uh Lord
2: yeah keanu reeves or <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: and whomever as our as the star of our game
2: yeah but from what i from what i could tell i didn't see anything in there switch related i don't think i don't think there was any announcement of a switch thing if there is you know i don't know so no yeah I you have the confirmation though that uh, beyond good and evil 2 did not
1: show up at the conference
2: oh yeah I you know what I, fr- I forgot that was even a game that yep. so it's it's been so it's been like in vaporware for so long that I just forgot it even existed
1: yep. mm-hmm. but Ubisoft did announce that they're gonna have a second event coming up I think they said oh later this summer hmm. so yeah maybe it'll show up there who knows
2: yeah I mean it's from what I saw of footage of that game, it didn't seem like the other Beyond Good and Evil in any way. But it's also been in development for I don't know, fifteen years yes. or something. It's like, man, give it up. I re- Speaking of that, though, they should just re they should just release the uh, Beyond Good and Evil HD remaster that was on PS3. They should release that on Switch. If anybody has, I don't know who has the rights to that, but I bought it on PlayStation Three for cheap, and I'm it's pretty still sure pretty I have good. It on
0: 360.
2: Yeah. I think it's still pretty good so yeah somebody could check that out. Um but as far as non E3 stuff I do we we got to talk about this big rumor here. Xbox 2 Nintendo Nintendo PlayStation Xbox, Grand Prix rumors. Okay so we had mentioned before on our show that that there's been like you know there there's a r- big rumor going around about like Super Mario 30th an- 35th anniversary Big collection, you know, containing, like, re- reissues of uh, the original 3D Mario games. So somebody, what was it? Somebody, like, actually, I don't know. I haven't I haven't followed anything aside from the only thing I really know is that there's supposed to be a direct next Monday and that they're going to talk about it. Uh, one of you guys highlighted it, too, here. Yeah. So why don't you get into it here?
1: So, well, news broke this morning that somebody discovered a Twitter account under the name super Mario 35th and somehow they were able to actually link that account back to back to Nintendo Japan. Like they were the ones who registered the account.
4: Oh,
1: Yeah. And it has nothing on it. It's just a placeholder name. It's just all A's, but it's there Mm. and it's from Nintendo. And then also there was a leaker who basically uncovered details of, of, uh, Mario 64, uh, Galaxy and Sunshine, and then also Super Mario 3D World Deluxe. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And what was his name again? Zippo. This guy's name is Zippo. And I guess he's known in the world for, for, uh, leaking stuff. So, as as most people, as most people are.
2: I mean, you know, I can't, I mean, it's, I'm sure I've mentioned it before on this show, but I wish I wish people would just not leak anymore. I'd love to just find things out when it's intended to be found out. Because maybe Nintendo made a really cool video presentation about this or something. I feel like so many yeah. people have been talking about this that it's probably real. But as yeah. far as like, do you so do you guys think that we'll actually get a full on direct like Monday, like this, yeah. like less than That's a week away from now? They're just going to plop one out for us and I just th- I think like, so. Announce it a few days. Earlier? I don't know. It it seems like such a random day. Like, how many times have they done... I felt like most of their directs were on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, you know, or Thursdays, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember a Monday direct, but that's kind of arbitrary. Maybe now it doesn't
1: really matter because everybody's at home anyway. True, yeah. Like, previously on Monday, everybody was like, you know, going to work, whatever.
2: Starting a new week, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've never really done, like, weekend directs. From what I could tell, but just because of like uh, the way you know the nature of how it's done it, and when we've recorded this show, I feel like most of them have been like Tuesdays or Wednesdays. You know, sometimes we've done extra stuff on Thursdays. You know, I think some of the Pokemon directs were on Thursday, and a lot of times the ones that are on Thursday are when they're releasing stuff. So it kind of seems a weird day to do it on Monday because Nintendo doesn't you know they they their eShop stuff come out on thursday for the most part most of it does and nintendo's own particular releases are on friday so i don't i personally don't think that it well if there it, if it is going to be a direct i'm going to guess right now that it's not going to be like a this is out now thing do any of you guys yeah, know when say the that's about right. i was going to say do you guys know when the actual 35th anniversary date of of super mario brothers is like when it came out and all that no in, oh, it
0: was sometime in 85
2: I'm going to say, and they're and they're talking about. Are they talking about Mario Brothers? Are they talking about Donkey Kong here? Like, what, what way of of? Uh, are we talking about just Super? Because yeah, I think I mean they're talking about you know Super Mario came out in 85 35 okay. years. Okay, yeah, because Mario so Brothers so was eight
1: was eighty three. Yeah, no, they're talking about Super Mario, so that's the anniversary,
0: which is yeah, the progenitor of all these adventure games.
2: So it, according to Wikipedia, they they're saying that the official. 15. Yeah, the official date is September 13th of 1985. That's a uh, that's Japan Day. Um from what I heard like the release here in America was kind of foggy, which a lot of those times were. So people didn't know what exact date it got here on.
4: Which,
0: right, it even says on Wikipedia yeah. qu- the fourth quarter of 85.
2: Yeah, Sometime so, then. so it, it could have been, uh, it, you know, like people used to release stuff early around that time because there wasn't really this set release date and all that because Nintendo, because video games in themselves were such in such a baby. Well, I mean, and not to yeah, mention this, stage.
0: the the, Famica, the Super Nintendo itself wasn't, or rather the Nintendo itself wasn't here yet. So you don't have a released game for something, I don't know, for something where there's not a system yet. Like mm-hmm. It was a launch title here so the launch of the NES itself is kind of murky.
2: Yeah. So maybe yeah, maybe it'll be maybe it'll be a September release. That's that seems like a long time from now though. If they're going to like you know, launch it out of the blue Less
0: at, than two months.
2: I know, but I mean it's I feel like it's it's a re, you know, since it's a reissue of an old game, maybe they just say like hey, it's available now. But I don't know. But either way, I, I would. So we're all we're all interested in this, right? We're all, we're all interested yeah. in oh, yeah. having a three D yeah. Mario games. So let me ask you: What is the most amount, largest amount of money that you would pay for this? Like, what what if it it's ends one. up? What if it ends up being a six? Let's say it's a sixty dollar game mm. with with Sunshine Galaxy and Mario sixty four on there, and it's just and, those three games.
1: And also, th- these aren't full remasters. They're just like. That's, what I, that's yeah.
2: what I said, the reissues. I didn't think they were going to yeah. be remasters. Like yeah. they don't really I would be hard that.
0: pressed to buy them because I don't play mobile that much anymore
2: and yeah. I own all these games already. That's what that's what I was wondering, because I'm thinking like yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I really want to play this on my Switch, but I'm like you know, Nintendo a lot of times releases things <laughs> for higher than I think they should be. Yeah. And I was trying to kind of gauge it with myself as to what would I pay for those three games.
1: And if I, I think, recall correctly, yeah. I think that the previous anniversary discount we was was thirty dollars.
0: Was that, that Super right? Mario All Stars? Yeah,
1: yeah, but,
2: yeah, but when that was just, just
0: re-release the Super Nintendo game.
2: Yeah, that was just that, that was just that one though. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would. It was just that,
1: but they also like they put out that like book in there. You know, that's true. I mean, they didn't do like a, a they did not do a great job of of celebrating the anniversary anniversary back then so I'll say this I guess if they do a proper job of like this is like a really nice set you know not just a you know shit it out kind of it's like release curated setup. or whatever yeah. yeah then I would be willing to pay even full price if they do that you know put in a nice book with it or something something to go along with it nice presentation
2: yeah you want to sure so I would do that you want like a do you want like a physical like art book like deluxe edition thing for 60
1: right something that is yeah is appropriate to the importance of these games yeah are
2: you are you sure you wouldn't want to like take another round of, uh, of sunshine on your switch Jeremy without <laughs> without the GameCube controller or you could even that's use, the thing that's the thing use like, your adapter that, that's and do it that's yeah. the
0: only thing here that's not available you know one generation before so yeah true I know I know we're kind of spoiled at this point that we have Wii U's, because I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't have Wii U's. but like you can get Mario sixty four and uh, both of the galaxies on the Wii U and it's not too expensive, you know. Yeah,
2: for- yeah you could get you could get Galaxy. Let's say you the, I, I from what I heard, there wasn't a mention of Galaxy two. That it'll maybe only be one, which is unfortunate because mm-hmm. Galaxy two is my personal favorite oh, yeah. game. Two of them, but you uh, can get
0: that as a isn't that a twenty dollars select? Like you can get a physical disc of that.
4: For
2: the, well, yeah, well, that's for that's what I'm saying. Like uh, on the yeah on the Wii U. On on the Wii U Virtual Console, Wii Virtual Console, you could get. Let's say you want Mario Galaxy one and two and Mario sixty four. That would end up costing you what, like fifty dollars? Because like both mm. of the galaxies are twenty each. Because all of the Wii Virtual Console stuff was twenty, and I think the the sixty four games are ten, right? So I guess you would be getting, so yeah,
0: you would be getting Sunshine for ten dollars in addition. So maybe to have Sunshine, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, I actually don't currently have it in my possession because I loaned it out, so I don't currently have Mario Sunshine. If that counts,
2: oh no, No.
1: Yeah.
0: but I, I loaned really it out to my it. friend, who's, who's, <laughs> who's going to take real good
4: care of
1: it. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I-, I messed around with it. Like I think Trey let me borrow his copy, but I never played it from start to finish. So
2: I'll be looking forward to that. I, I like Mario Sunshine still. It's, I do it, too. It's definitely it's a weird, it's a strange game. But I mean I, I think it's definitely worth playing for everybody. I'd be really interested if they were doing it, I'm really interested how they're gonna do it because as I mentioned before, it used the analog triggers for the GameCube which had yeah. which had two buttons. It had you know it had the analog but it also had a click when you pushed it all the way down. So they have to find a new way to have those two extra buttons.
0: But now you can click in the stick.
2: Yeah, no yeah, I was thinking you can click in the stick and you can do that on GameCube, so maybe. Maybe that would be what it is, but yeah, I don't know. Like for me, I think that let's say let's say it's three games. Let's say it's just like Galaxy sixty four and Sunshine. If it was forty, I think that's about as high as I would go. I think fifty or sixty is kind of pushing it for for those games. Me personally, yeah. If it's if it's just that and no bells and whistles and whatever,
1: yeah, there has to be bells. and, 40, and forty bucks.
0: There has yeah. to be like the very least achievements of some form that we could like. Yeah brag over like you know what I mean like yeah if we're all playing these new versions of these games that we can play on all these other consoles then yeah. let's have a reason for it let's like not just the curation but literally like you know check this out I, I beat this level in this mo- amount of time on Mario 64 like yeah let's have a time attack mode built into it or something
2: that know? would be cool or, or like some sort of leaderboard like a uh-huh. internet leaderboard that'd be interesting that doesn't seem like something Nintendo would do but I was going to say they could try to incorporate online, online play, but there's not really much. There's not really any multiplayer games aside from like aiming the controller, which Mm -hmm. that's going to suck too. Because as we know from uh, clubhouse games, you just the the pointer control just does not work as well as it did on Wii and it it never will on the Switch. Mm -hmm. So if they're going to do Mario Galaxy with some kind of half assed pointer control on there, that's going to be really weird too. You know, so they're gonna have to like do a little bit of uh they're gonna they're gonna have to kinda, you know, twerk it around a little bit to get it to go the right go the right way. So I don't know. But do you guys think I mean do you think that there'll be a direct on Monday? Like uh I think so.
1: I think there's no reason for someone to say, Hey, I predict there's gonna be a direct, you know, that's in only in a couple days. Yeah. And, and then like make that up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, you're gonna be proven wrong in like five days.
2: Yeah, I mean, personally, I'd like to see a Direct because there's been all these other Directs that aren't full-on Nintendo Directs.
0: I still think that rumors about Directs just... I know this... this
2: there's so many is... of them, and there's so... Right, right. I, know th- yeah. I know this
0: source is reliable. You know, I'm not discounting that, but, like, anytime I hear about a rumor about a Direct, I'm like, that's just as much about hearing there is a Direct because, I don't know, because at this point, you know there's going to be one the next couple of weeks. So when you hear someone saying there's going to be one, it doesn't happen on the exact day they said, but it happens three days later. Uh Well, were they right or were they wrong or were they almost right? You know what I mean? It's just like at this point, I just want news from Nintendo. That's what I care about, not about leaks.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, leaks annoy me if they are true, because like I said before, I would like everything to be revealed in the way that Nintendo wanted me to reveal it. You know, it's like hearing the ending of a movie before you watch the movie. It's like, I want to know that spoiler, you know, I want them to disappoint me on their own time or whatever, you know, not somebody else. So I, I personally, I'd like to see another Nintendo direct soon because why not? But yeah, I don't know. It's a, but yeah, I'm going to say, I don't know. I'll, I'll say I I'm, would love
4: a
0: re-release of Sunshine if it meant a Sunshine 2.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, Odyssey was kind of a Sunshine too. Well, minus the okay. water pack, but it was a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I let's say I'm going to say that we're just just for the fun of it. I'm going to say that we're not going to have a direct on Monday. That's what I'll say. And oh, we'll do, see. You, do you want to bet on it? We'll see if I'm, I'm wrong. Say we are.
0: Oh, where where does that lead me? Um, you can be the divider. I think it could be either way. No, I, uh, <laughs> I choose not to decide which side. No, I uh, I'm gonna say no direct on Monday. I don't think it's real.
2: Okay, so we got two to one here. Um, yeah. I mean, we don't we don't need to like bet anything, anything that costs money or anything. I just thought it'd be like let's just say, and I'm gonna say that if. I'm going to say that if the Mario thing is real, it's not going to come out till September. That's that's what I'll I'll say if it's real. So okay. sounds about right. Yeah,
0: and I'll say if it's real, it's going to come out
2: on Monday as
0: <laughs> individual games, not as a collection.
2: Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that could be it. Could that, it could be both? It could be a collection and visual games. But we will Just see. There's
1: Another thing to consider, though, is that Super Nintendo World. Wasn't it supposed to open like around this time originally? I think in Japan it
2: was. But that so was it would before, make sense yeah. that they
1: would want to like have this big, you know, game come out at the same time. So there could be that. I mean, maybe that was the original intention. Maybe they delayed it,
2: but I don't know. It just lends more weight to the, the this thing of this game being real. Yeah. Yep. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, so many people have talked about it that it probably is, but we'll we'll see. We'll yep. we'll talk about it next week for sure. We could touch on a couple more things and then and then wrap it up here. Sure. But um, one thing I did want to say, it's just because I think it's kind of cool just because it hasn't happened for so long. But uh, they they announced a new amiibo release date finally. Uh, there's a it's not till October, thankfully. You know, maybe we'll actually be able to go to stores and look for them, But but Joker and the Dragon Quest Hero Lodo, Roto. Uh, Erd or er, you know Erdwin, whatever you want to call him, Yodo um, Abobo, yeah, is uh Erdric. yeah Erdrick. <laughs> I don't know where Erdwin came from, but uh yeah, Erdrick, Roto Lodo. those are all char- those are all stuff that I want to get, and it's and it's announced, it got announced as a release for October second, so that's coming coming around the corner. That's so, my Birthday, yeah, oh yeah. But I mean, it's, it's like three months from now. So I'm like, maybe I can get it then. <laughs> you know, it's like maybe there'll be a world where you can go and get an amiibo. But, you know, it hasn't been, it, there hasn't been a new amiibo announcement for a while. So there we go. Yeah. So we talked about some Scott Pilgrim
1: news uh, a couple weeks ago. And here's some more. They're doing a table read on Monday, it'll be on uh, um, entertainmentweekly.com at 1 o'clock Eastern. The whole cast is getting together. To do a read through, this is I read this something that they did actually in May. They taped it back in May, but it's going to be
2: released on Monday. If you want to check it out, see the whole cast get back together. That's, that's kind of cool.
0: So no matter what, something cool is happening on Monday.
2: I was going to say, is that's it the, right. is it the same time as the direct? I don't know, man. You to make <laughs> Tough choice. Yeah, yeah. Right I'm loving all the
1: uh, all the love for Scott Pilgrim's coming back around. So that was a movie that was like for the people that that saw it back then. Like you knew it was going to be like a, like a cult classic mm-hmm. at the time. And I'm glad that I was one of those people who got to see it for the first time in the theaters. Yeah.
0: I can't, I think it, it's maybe this is a strange comparison, but it kind of reminds me of Sin City, like a little bit, like of how, I don't know, kind of the effect it had on culture and kind of the lasting effect in, in that way, but like just being that kind of literal uh, movie movification. Is that a word? Cinemification of, of a comic book. Yeah. Like how, how well it did with that, which I haven't yeah. read the actual Sin City comics, so I don't know for sure.
2: I mean, Sin City was pretty yeah, good. What saying? Sin, Sin City was pretty much like panel for panel for the most part mm-hmm. from, from what I read. Yeah. And Scott Pilgrim had,
1: you know, I wouldn't say it was panel for panel. It, it you know, it wasn't because the, the books, there was a couple of books wouldn't been possible. But, mm-hmm. but it was very much a comic book movie in that, I mean, they had the onomatopoeia
4: mm-hmm.
1: on the screen and, you know, yeah. it was, it was the, the design of the movie. It looked like a comic book.
2: For sure. Maybe. I mean, they're definitely still doing the release, right? At some point. And I'm sure it's been delayed because most movie theaters are not open right, right. now, but I'm sure it'll still happen.
0: Eventually it'll happen. Re- we're gonna find out that the game's
2: being re released. Yeah, weird. weird thing about that, like the first the first live uh, W A R T radio thing that I did on Twitch, which I'm gonna be doing on the regular Sunday nights at one AM Central Standard Time, uh the first one I did was just kind of like a you know, I just played like a playlist that I had would do yeah, for a regular I play games thing. And uh and I and I played like um you know, I, I played the song from from that game because the soundtrack's really good. I played for one of the songs from from scott pilgrim and that's the only song that was actually muted if you try to watch my video of it now that's the one that was copyright muted through the whole thing which is kind of weird so maybe that means maybe that means they are starting to think because otherwise why would they care about me playing a song from a game that doesn't even matter anymore you know so and that's even i had nintendo stuff in there and that wasn't muted like stuff from odyssey so it's just weird but moving on from that I did want to mention, it's been five years since the passing of Satura Iwata, which is Aww. interesting because I think our our podcast started around that time. It did. Because I remember
0: I, sending each other, we were sending each other, I guess I don't know if I'd call them memes, but they were like tributes. of.
2: Yeah, we sent pictures like, of... I remember, I actually remember where I was at. I was at, Jess and I, we were at the two-way, and uh, I remember getting a text from Jeremy about... About the, uh, about Sachiro Iwata passing. I think I had heard of it before, but yeah, we were sending pictures of Pokemon crying and stuff like that back and mm-hmm. forth about, about Sachiro Iwata. And also, I think we had started, we'd both had Wii U's and we were playing a lot of the games that were on there. I think it was around the time of when like Captain Toad Treasure Tracker came out and it was, they were doing like more interesting games. And it was kind of around the time of when we decided to form this podcast and all that stuff. So
0: I remember when he, yeah. what was he announced? He like apologized for people being disappointed in, a, in an announcement, and I wish I could remember what it was now. Like remembering in retrospect, but that was one of the last things he like came out and said was like, "I'm so sorry that the presentation didn't live up to the hype because people were just being so shitty."
2: Oh, I think it was that. I, I think it was that E3 wasn't it? At E3 Direct, which I actually really liked the one where they were the one where they were puppets and they like showed stuff from like the new Star Wars oh, yeah. game and all that. I thought that direct was awesome, but people are, I guess, because of, like, the Metroid Metroid Federation Force announcement in there, which I still think that's a cool game, whatever. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, I feel like it was a lot of, like, people expected different things and they blamed him for it. And it was, yeah, it sucked because he was such a great, I mean, he was a great developer and, and a great president. And it was just, like, he did so much and people kind of treated him shittily at the end there and then he died. It was, like, kind of. You know, people were, you know, like, petitions, like, you know, ask him to step down and all this stuff. And and I had no idea. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people didn't know how sick he was at the time. And I just, I I, I miss, like, those, you know, he would do those Iwata asks where he would, like, yeah. talk to the developers, which I've actually mentioned those on previous episodes that we've done about particular games, you know. Because you could find out a lot of really cool stuff. Like, even our Twilight Princess episode, I mentioned stuff that I read for, that he t- talked to Ion- Ionuma about. In, in mm-hmm. that in those I want to ask or you want to ask stuff. So it's
0: those are still treasure yeah. troves of knowledge.
2: They're very cool. I mean, he just he there did was a some talk th- a while ago. of Those becoming a book. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be that'd, that'd be, be great. That, yeah. that would be awesome. And and not to mention like him starting the directs. You know, like he pretty much created the Nintendo directs and like did all this. You know, and he he was a he was a play in the Switch. You know, he didn't live long enough to see the Switch come but out. He did but, get to yeah.
0: kind of announce the announce the. Hype for it.
2: It's not really saying anything about it. Oh, saying the NX and and all that stuff. Uh Uh, Yeah. So
1: here's an article about it becoming a book. It's going to be, well, this was reported last year, one year ago in June, and it's going to come from Earthbound Creators Company. So maybe that's out by now.
2: That would that would be a cool thing. I mean, we can try to track it down. But yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, say something to to Iwata. So because I do, you know, he was great, and I, and it's a shame that he had to leave us as soon as he did.
0: And so suddenly, really, like it was kind of like he's a little sick, and then all of a sudden he was dead.
2: Yeah, I just didn't expect yeah. it. It was just like, oh, and he's gone, and I'm like, what? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, and he worked on, you know, he worked on Earthbound. He did like. You know he did he did Pokemon Gold and Silver like he did he did so many like um was it um uh, the fuck what's that one oh uh balloon balloon fight like he he worked yeah. on that balloon even and Kirby goes goes f- yeah he's his uh his credits go far far back into Nintendo before before even you know before even being being the main the and main
0: maybe guy. the best president they ever had because he At,
2: yeah and the replacement for uh, Yamauchi like he was, understood
0: like so many sides of how things worked. It wasn't just him as a, you know, as an executive, but he was down in the trenches, you know, coding his ass off to make things work for deadlines back in the day.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, he did, and he saved like, like I said, he did stuff for Pokemon Gold and Silver that they didn't think was possible. Same with Earthbound, like just with just making things that it was, you know. He saved it. Like, we would have had a, we would have had Mother 1 again on Super Nintendo, you know, but he made it so much better. And it became this game that, you know, I personally love that I still think is a great game. So, so yeah, we miss you, Iwata. Not to be satisfied with just having
1: the Lego Super Mario. Lego is actually going ahead and releasing a uh, Nintendo Entertainment System made out of Legos. And it, it's functional, too, in a way. So it has <laughs> yeah, a TV so with it. And uh, the TV will actually scroll and play a little Lego Mario jumping up and down.
2: So I think it's pretty cool. It's uh it's expensive. It's a uh, it's very expensive. It's like two hundred and thirty dollars. Like that's almost yeah. the price of a Switch. I mean, yeah. I, it's,
0: it's it's more de- than a Switch Lite.
2: Yeah, I mean if you're if you're crazy about Legos, I mean, it definitely looks cool. Um, I'm. I mean, you can. It's like it's it's scale. You can put you can actually put a Nintendo cartridge in there. It it's has like
0: eighty percent scale, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean it. It has it has like a little windy thing that you can do that'll make Mario jump around and all that. And I mean, it's just kind of like a it's like a ball that's like on his feet that goes up, that like that goes up the um, the staircase. You know, as you go, like it's if you've got money to throw around, it is it is pretty cool. But I'm you know yeah. I'm not even gonna get the other Mario Lego thing, so. That that's me. But I mean it's yeah, not for that much money. Yeah, yeah. And it does interact with that. You put the little Mario on top of the TV and he makes the sounds from the game. Oh, okay. So he'll be like uh That's crazy. Making the bung boom like the jumping and all that.
0: I love these like these Lego kinetic sculptures, so there's one that I really like. Um if you just look up a, on a YouTube video, look up uh Sisyphus and the Boulder or something along those lines, and somebody actually made this cool like kinetic sculpture out of Legos of sisyphus pushing the boulder infinitely up
2: the hill oh yeah
0: and it's really cool like a really really cool kinetic sculpture somebody made so that's what this reminds me of this reminds me of these like weird youtube sculpture videos i got into for a while a few years ago where i was looking at these lego creations like seeing it like transferred over to uh the first level from super mario one is like so crazy but also like so cool because it's not even like the level itself that's scrolling on the TV is made out of blocks. Huh. You know, yeah. like, everything about it. And it looks like those, if you remember when you were a kid, uh, those, like, infomercials that would come on for, like, Flexi Blocks or whatever they were, they were, like, oh, I remember those, yeah. these Legos that, they were special Legos that made your Legos even better. That's what this reminds me of. This reminds me of, like, the dream I had as a kid where, like, you could literally make anything out of Legos because they were bendable and they could shape and all to like anything, hmm. so like I, like if I had saw something like this as a child, I would be begging for it. I'm, I'm sure I wouldn't have gotten it, but it's yeah. As, it, an, it, as an adult, thinking I'm like I'm impressed, but I also have seen some weird Lego shit
2: uh-uh. on YouTube
0: before this, you know?
2: Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 definitely cool. Like I like how the it's like a you know it's it's like a paper thing moving across the screen, but it's all Legos. You know, like that's impressive. Just that they that they could do that much with it. So
1: yeah, I understand why they had to make it as much as as it is, you know, it's expensive, but I just it's not worth it for me, but for a lot of people it will be.
0: I imagine it'll resell for more than yeah. what it goes for. I think it'll probably sell out. You know, it'll be so. one of those whole things like cuz Lego collections is a serious thing. I actually have a neighbor who that's his like primary hobby as far as just like he's his collection side of himself is you know he gets all the lego sets so i actually kind of interested if he's gonna buy
2: this set yeah i have yeah, a that's expensive
0: but it's no millennium falcon that thing's like <laughs> seven or eight hundred bucks i think
2: though the uh the i was it? the death star was incredibly expensive too like one one of a friend of Jess's, like old coworkers, like he was big into Legos, and he has the Death Star, and it's like it is like mm. multiple hundreds, and it's big, it's huge, like it's almost like half the size of a person. So, so yeah, it's a I don't know, I don't have space for that, and I just don't have the patience to put Legos together. But as yeah, it's like a really complicated the you know deluxe thing to put together. It's definitely cool, you know for sure. But I think I think that's I think that's the news for us for this week. Um, thanks everybody for listening to 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 episode 228 of Nintendo Made Podcast, and thanks again to Tryheart Incorporated for stopping by and talking with us about Otterman Empire. Uh, you can check it out right now in the Nintendo eShop, and yeah, hopefully if you know, hopefully I'll be able to play it in public somewhere. Or
0: yeah, hopefully go, we'll all be you able know, to play it together, or,
2: or go to the UK and say hello to you guys, like you said, like you said on the thing. But it's very very nice to have you have you on the show and uh, if you want to hear more of our of our show uh, go to nintendomainpodcast.com or if you want to show if you want to, if you want to support the show go to Patreon patreon.com slash nintendomainpodcast and if you uh there's different levels of donation you can do there uh it's just a dollar for you to hear all the extra shows that we have. I think we have close to like twenty bonus shows on there right now that you can check out plenty of extra stuff we do we do a new one a month sometimes there's extra stuff as well, so stay tuned for that. The last one that I mentioned earlier with the lights and stuff, we talked about our gaming setups on the last one, not to mention like we talked about game boy games we talked about like uh we talked about like best soundtracks and there's even like some bonus WRT radio episodes that are on there. We talked about like Tony Hawk and Dreamcast and all sorts of oh more retro focused episodes on there that you could check out. So definitely do that. And if you're uh watching us on Twitch right now, thanks. But uh yeah, thanks thanks for anybody who's watching on Twitch. You can find us at twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Uh my regular schedule as of right now is I'm streaming Final Fantasy four Tuesday night and then I'm streaming uh new ish games on Thursday and then I'm doing, um, WRT Radio Live Saturday night. So you can, ch- if you check the schedule, you can find that on there. And, uh, we've been kind of, we will occasionally randomly do some, uh, play with viewer stuff. I haven't set a regular day for that yet, but, uh, you know, stay tuned. But if you go to, if you go to our, our channel, there's a schedule up there that you can check out what I'm doing for each week. I'll update it every week as best as I can. And, uh, yeah, we've been your hosts. Oh, and also you can check us out at youtube.com slash antenna main podcast. But uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson.
0: I'm Jerry Mikowski.
2: John Neger. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. See you. Um, just uh, there were there were some big sales last week that we forgot to talk about, but those are gone now. So I'll cut that part.